Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another week, another episode of Generation X Gaming, a weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories in the past week, and we rant along the way. I'm your host, Third Still Gaming, and joining me each and every single week is my brother, Sarge McCluskey. What's going on, bro? I, I don't even know where to begin. Uh, what, about what now? I mean, I spend most of the week looking up, like, what game is actually going to come out. Like, like actual high, games, we, like, like games coming I, I, out. Hi, we have a game. Yeah, it's coming that doesn't out. Happen we, want anymore. You, we want you to see it. Yeah. And all I have is people getting fired or quitting their job from Activision or Blizzard. It's just, yeah, it's not even like about gaming anymore. It's like about something else. I can't quite put my finger, finger on, it. on it. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Uh, the the state of gaming. Like, and then. There are games out, but they still don't show gameplay of them, right? Come buy our game, but uh, do you have gameplay? No gameplay. No gameplay. Uh, I mean, when, when the game comes out September, right? Uh, Battle, Battlefield. Yeah. 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 Uh, no gameplay. September, October. I think it's October, maybe. Still no gameplay. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. On today's episode, if you guys are joining us uh, for the first time, we, uh, like I said, go over a few of the top stories. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, what the gaming industry is making in mobile games. We're a gonna ton of money. We're going to be talking about uh, Back for Blood. We're going to be talking about Ascent. We're going to be we're going to talk about uh, Playground Games a little bit. Uh, we're going to talk about Fortnite and possible open world. We're going to talk about Game Pass. We're going to be talking about Halo today. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, how the U.S. lawmakers want developers to make better games for kids. Not well, con not content-wise. I'm talking, like, more, more strict rules on what they can do on the actual games. Um, we're going to be talking about showing a couple of games that are coming out for Game Pass, like I said. Uh, we're going to be talking about Blizzard, Dr. Disrespect. Uh, we're going to be talking about Morons. Uh, Morons, we're going to be talking about them. Uh, we're gonna be talking game company? Um, no, it's about, like, someone about the plague bringing up a movie. We're going to be talking about morons. Oh. Okay. Oh. We're going to be talking about AMC. Uh, we're going to be talking about movie box office. Uh, no Man's Sky. And I, oh, uh, and, and a new Marvel IP. I think that's about it. I think we, I think we got a, a bunch of stuff. Yeah. So that's on the docket today. If you like the show, please make sure you hit that like button. It helps us out. Uh, like I said, we do this every single Thursday night, 8 p.m. Eastern. We do about 40 about 48 shows a, a year so 48 weeks out of the 52 weeks um so that's what we do here appreciate everyone coming out um so let's let's start off sarge last week we had the podcast uh we had a schedule change so i don't do any there's no gaming after this by the way there's no gaming right after this podcast so potentially we can make this podcast just a tad bit longer if we run over uh 10 o'clock um because i have nothing else to go into now um but uh yeah change the schedule and we played back for blood last thursday okay uh i played it a little bit more over the weekend with a bunch of randos 
I, I know it's still going on now to like from the 12th to the 15th. It's open beta for everybody. I want to talk about this a little bit because we played it. We played it for about what, two and a half, almost three hours that night. What are your, what is your first initial thoughts on technically the Left 4 Dead 3, but it's not Left 4 Dead 3. It's Back 4 Blood. It's the same people that made Left 4 Dead. Uh, and now it's also the same people that made Evolve, right? So what, what is your, what's your first thoughts on Back 4 Blood? Is it something that you will, uh, because it's on Game Pass, obviously, is it something that you'll jump back into because you don't have to pay anything up front? Or is it something that if you had to pay full price for that you'd be interested in? This is tough. I really like Left 4 Dead. <clears throat> I think they did a really nice job reinventing what Left 4 Dead was. It looks prettier. Yeah. Um, well, but as it, it's prettier. I did what you said. I looked at the zombies, right, and then I looked at the zombies at Left 4 Dead too. Yep. Yep. And there's there's not much difference. As far as graphically, I mean, obviously the textures are a little bit clearer and stuff, but the the actual faces and, and whatnot, I'm like, okay, go, sorry, go, go ahead. Well, once again, it, it might be a it might be a thing of just amount of time since I played Left 4 Dead, but the way Left 4 Dead was done, it was done like a horror movie yeah. on purpose. The the actual graphics were a little grainy. Like you were watching yeah, like you could an even old add horror more, film. Yeah, you'd even add more film grain if you wanted to. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. so and the atmosphere of the game was always dark or dusk, or it got dark even though it started off light. And anytime you thought you wanted to wander off to find like a health kit or an aspirin bottle or something, you always heard some creepy ass noise. And they were always sending stuff after you at inopportune times. So you were always jump scaring yourself. Right. Okay. The boards weren't long. They were methodical and were, things would jump out. Things would jump out at you. It would take you about an decent. hour to go through the, the, the right. well, if you the didn't, axe, if you didn't axe. run, yeah. if you didn't run through it. Yes. Right. It was done well. The crescendos of the actual special infected coming out was an actual event. Like in the middle of the music turning up and a jump scare starting, you would hear, you had to pay attention. Audio cues were very important. You would hear a special infected and you would call it out and you'd know like what to do, like get against the wall or spread out because a boomer was coming or something. And so the game was fun. It was fluid. It was quick. And it, it scared the hell out of you. Like, cause stuff was always jumping out at you, right? This game, it felt like they were trying to copy that. But they went with pretty, and they went with a convoluted card system for abilities and whatnot. A lot of people were liking the card system. I did not. I Listen, man, I get it. You're, you're playing for trying to get something. The game was just supposed to be fun. That's what it was. That's what it is. So... Pretty doesn't always do it for me. I feel that that the game is sluggish on purpose because they want you to get cards to speed your guy up. Because I saw cards that were for stamina in order for you to run faster, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Another thing that's a little bit more, I guess, for this type of game is incidental, is the fact that if I pick up a shotgun, I have to look for shotgun ammo. 
Like it's not just the pile of ammo on the ground, right? So if you're with a bunch of randos, just to say, because that's basically what it's going to be anyway, right? Unless you're with your buddies. Right. So if, if everybody happens to like the same type of gun because that's their build, that's what they like, ammo is going to be very hard to come by. Yeah. Especially since you are working the levels to get cards and to get the and mods to mods. upgrade yeah. to upgrade your gun. And if you get your gun modded up, then you can't, if you drop that gun, you're you leaving the all the mods behind. Yeah. So you're, you're coveting the weapon that you like and mods for it. Cool. But ammo is going to be in short supply. You're going to be more melee. I didn't see any. I tried to dual wield the whole time. I, tried, I kept trying to try to pick up double pistols. No dual wield, which I think was a little disappointing. Or even dual knives or something. Right. But I, I felt, I didn't feel, I didn't feel any dread. I didn't feel any, like you, you had to move. Like it was just kind of like we're walking, I, uh, we're walking, we're shooting things. Now, once again, it might've been that way because it was a demo. It might've been that way because it was the first level. Okay. And we were also on, a, on felt... a lower level. We were on the, the, the normal, normal standard level. Yeah, the normal, normal. You, you, you got to put it up one. I played one level higher. It felt better. But it's still the guns. The guns sound good. The they they react pretty well. Like the the um, oh my god, I can't speak. The the stability of the guns is accurate. Like the guns don't go all over the place. Uh, but you can put the do. mods yeah. on there. You put the mods on them and make your gun more yeah. of a laser. Yeah. But at the same time, I didn't feel threatened by any. I didn't feel threatened by any of the special creatures in the game. Like yeah, he's there. But it wasn't like, like because this guy showed up, we're dead. Yes, yeah. There was there was never a reason. There was never a moment like you were in the back behind and left for dead mentality. I was like, Sarge, come up with us. You're gonna get caught. You were back there searching around. No one ever came to nothing, touch you. Nothing, nothing came after. It was only up front. They were only attacking up front. There was like you know slackers behind. I I didn't feel any dread either. Right until we got to like level seven of eight. Um, and then there was that one moment was just a constant, never nonstop action of them coming at us. And then we died and then we did it again and we just ran past everything. And then that was it. And there was nothing then there was like, nothing came in and it helped us before we did it. It was like nonstop big guys coming at us. And I was like, Oh my God, I was like, this is impossible. And then we just ran to the edge and we're like, Oh, that's it. That's all we had to do. And I was like, where's the balance there? We didn't change the level. We didn't change the difficulty level. My biggest pet peeve in this whole game is you're so slow. It's so slow. I, I played it the other day. I was on stream. I showed how fast you move, even with normal speed and with sprint. And then I turned on Left 4 Dead 2. Okay. And and you're and you're doing this, right? You're doing this. It's it's like it feels better. It feels like you're moving. I feel like they've taken the like Left 4 Dead, you're at level 100. And when I mean level 100, like your speed. Is it level 100? Okay. You this, actually had to, I, actually had, I actually had to turn down the sensitivity on at Left 4 Dead because it would move too quick. Right. In, in this game, they've backed you down to like 60%. Okay. And then they give you cards in the game to bring it back up to like 80%, 85%. And you'll never, ever get to 100% unless you have like a kill a guy, get the two second, three second bonus, and then you can sprint and it goes up to 100 for five seconds and it comes back down to 80. Like, I was like, why, why, why? 
to me, what they had in Left 4 Dead was such a magical thing, man. It was just fun playing. Like, you were scared when a boomer came at you. You were scared when a smoker grabs you. You were scared when a hunter jumped on you. In this game, the big freaking creature, I was like, that's cool. You're like, oh, I'm out of bullets, right? So they make it more hectic, or they try to, because you're running out of bullets. You have to switch weapons. I like what they're trying to do. But I didn't feel, it didn't feel as good as Left 4 Dead. Left 4 Dead was just a fun game you put in and run around, kill zombies, felt like a movie. It was cheesy. It was fun. On it purpose. On purpose, right. It, it, was, it felt like a cult classic type of movie. And this one feels like a, hey, let's try to make a cult classic movie. And it, it almost feels like Friday the 13th, which was nostalgic, but at the same time, not very, very good, right? I mean, when the when the tank when the tank came out in the in the Left 4 Dead series, like the music started up and you were all like you were shitting a brick. Like, does everybody have ammo? Get him over here. Throw the Molotov cocktail. We got to pin him in the like. You had to work together to get the tank, right? This one's kind of like the guy comes out. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's good. It's it's kind of it, it is fun, but at the same time, it doesn't have that. I don't know, man. Uh, maybe maybe it was the goofiness. Maybe it wasn't. And I I don't know if if playing forcing to play the same levels again to try to get better gear in order to play it again just to be better at it. You know what I mean? Like yeah, no. To to when you when you give people gear, not to be like a looter, but if, when you give people gear like this, it's meant to when you play the level again, it's the level's easier because I got a better gun, I got better armor, I got a better health or speed. You know, it's going to make it easier. But at the same time, once I achieve that level in the game, if I let's say I play for three and a half hours straight and I happen to get real lucky and I just get all purple mods on my on you my lose AR. at the end of the thing, though, that that's that's just for that board, <clears throat> you know? Yeah, but that's you know, just I, like I, Left 4 Dead. Left 4 Dead, you don't bring I, the guns with you and stuff. It's the same thing. I, I, I know that. But the purpose of you getting the gear is it's supposed to be coveted. If it just goes away then the point of getting it right. just well, for that level doesn't... You know what I mean? Like no, it, absolutely. It's, it, doesn't, it, it doesn't have a purpose. It's random every single time you go through the levels, and you might get a gold, you might get a purple, you know what I mean? You might get the, the legendary uh, AR rifle, and then you might, get, you might find the mod on it, or you might have a purple gun. You find the mod, but then you find the gun, and then you can't get the mods off the old gun unless you find another mod, and then you have to pick up the new mod, then bring it back to the old mod, drop the new mod, pick up the old mod... It, it's like, it's so convoluted to do. And it's like, why? Why does it have to be that way? Why can't I just be like, here's a, here's a, here's a serious question. You could go into the menu system and drop all the ammo. You could drop guns. You could drop your knife. You could drop everything. But you can't drop, I, maybe, at least, maybe they'll put it in the, in the game when it comes out. But you couldn't drop the mods. So if someone goes, hey, I have an Uzi. You'd be like, oh, I have an Uzi. And I have, I have the silencer on it, a gold silencer. Oh, can I have that? Sure. Boom. He gets that. You pick up. A, you pick up the other gun, and it kind of works that way. No, it's just I pick up the purple gun. I have a gold mod on it, but I can't get the gold mod off the purple gun when I find the gold gun. The good. The good thing I did see though was the fact that for the way the game is, I guess programmed, I have the ammo for all four types yeah. of weapons. You on figure me. that out afterwards. Yeah. Right. So if I if I'm using a shotgun and you're using AR and you want to be trigger happy. And you're just firing at everything. You happen to be low on ammo, and you haven't found AR ammo. I can actually drop my AR ammo that's in my just in my inventory, 
on the ground and you can pick it up. Yeah. So in essence, in essence, everybody has a full clip of ammo for each gun, regardless of which gun you pick up, if you didn't get any ammo. So as the mission progresses, if it gets a little harder, I can drop my ammo to you because you're using that gun. You can give me your ammo to me. So I guess it offsets it so they don't, so you're not in, you're not in big trouble if you happen to run out of ammo. But I saw everybody running around in melee yeah. A lot of the time, yes. melee like, or melee. pistol, because pistol <clears throat> pistol bullets are everywhere. Yeah, I was just gonna say, yeah. majority of the game you're playing in a pistol or you have a melee weapon, and then you're switching to the big gun when when one of the big guys comes, or you 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 store it for the last the last section of each of each area. That's what it felt like. That's what it felt like. Yeah. O overall, we'll, you think we'll play it again? I, I, the the thing stop? Is it done now? No, no. I it it starts. Still... It starts now as an open beta for, for the next four days. It starts tonight. Open, op open beta for everyone now. Yeah, so the lobby should be more full if you're if you're looking for some if people to play and stuff like that. I'll I'll probably play again this weekend if you want to play. I want to give it a shot, but uh, it's so slow. It almost feels like Squadron, Star Wars Squadron, but on on yeah. foot instead of the plane. Yeah, it's just, or it's ship, a whatever. Slow. It's a little slow. It's a little sluggish. It's it's like the game, it's the, really game slow. the game pace seems a little slow. Like I don't expect Doom. No, you know, I, no. I, no, I don't expect Doom, but you know, yeah, make 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 me scared. And that's another thing—the music cues and stuff like that. That that didn't. Maybe maybe they'll fix that in post. You know, we'll maybe, see. Maybe, maybe. I mean, again, and there's also going to be microtransactions and stuff that are going to be cosmetics, and we'll see what happens when that comes out. More more of that. I'm going to keep my judgment until the game fully launches. But as of right now, not a big fan of the mod thing, and not a big fan of the how slow you move. Uh, the card system to me is not. I didn't I didn't play around with it because I didn't have enough stuff to unlock. Um, so I'll I'll give it more time when it comes out and play it. It's nothing off my back. It's on Game Pass. So it, it doesn't really matter, right? All right. So real quick story from uh from zombies, right? So I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about this story real fast. So the writer of this is the moron story I was talking about. Okay, the moron story. Let me put the uh the time code down here because I have to Okay, I'm gonna put here. I'm, I am dummy. I am dummy. Okay, so people are comparing. You know, we live in a in a pandemic world. Okay, Pe people are freaking out a bit with the with the new strand and stuff. So somebody on Twitter, of course, of course, it's social media, uh, was freaking out because they were comparing what was happening to I am Legend, and they were freaking out because they don't want to get the shot. Okay, because one employee says that, um, uh, well, first he says, we're all going to die sooner than we, than we should. And he's quoting that on this other tweet account because it says, one employee says she was concerned because she thought a vaccine had caused the character in the film, I Am Legend, to turn into zombies. People opposed to have vaccines have circulated and claimed about the movie's plot widely on social media. But the plague that turned people into zombies in the movie was caused by a gen uh, genetically reprogrammed virus, but not a vaccine. So there's a group of people right now in the world that truly believe that I Am Legend is real. Okay. These are flat earthers, I would assume. I would assume that these are flat earthers. Okay. So the writer and the creator of I Am Legend commented on the actual post and said, oh my God, it's a movie. I made that up. It's not real. Like, <laughs> right? 
So this is this is what I'm talking about. We we live in a society. We live in a society where everyone believes anything. Okay. They really believe that the the zombie apocalypse is coming because of I am legend. And they believe I am legend was a forthcoming of what is happening right now on planet flat earth. Okay. On planet flat earth. Okay. <clears throat> I love that they uh they fact checked it. Right. Right. So it it it's so it's so ridiculous. Okay. And I just to say, look, I don't have the vaccine. Okay. I don't I don't want the vaccine, but I don't want it because I think I'm gonna be turned into a zombie. I don't think there's a secret control chip inside there that they're gonna track me. Because I already have one of those. Okay, it's my cell phone, it's a, right? It's, a, it's my car, it's my toaster, my refrigerator, my internet, my microphone that I have up to my mouth right now as I'm streaming live on the internet, right? I'm not worried about the government or anything like that, right? It's a completely different reason why I don't have it. I don't believe it's, I'm going to be turned into I am legend and this is, this is the end of the world. What do you think of these idiots? What do you think of these idiots? Uh, that's just it. I, straight up, idiots. Well, <clears throat> well. Yeah, right. These are the same if, people that if, put if, gas in plastic bags. Yes. If if yes. we if we try to if we try to talk about people like this, it almost noise? comes out like we're trying to be. Uh, you have a you have feedback on your on your side, Sarge. I don't know what you did. I have feedback. Yeah, you're getting some sort of grinding sound when you speak. Grinding sound when I speak. Oh, it's it's gone now. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, freaking gas baggers. I'm telling you. I mean. How do you how do you discuss this kind of thing without sounding? I thought it was funny. I, we had to talk about it. I, I don't want to sound like uh like I'm like better than anybody else. It's just one of these things where critical thinking is a very important tool that you must exercise as you mature. It's not enough that you got your diploma, you got your job, you found your trophy wife, and you pumped out two kids. Now you can just sit back and not care about anything and do whatever you feel like, like deep fried turkey in your house or <laughs> uh, put a, put fill, an air, fill, put a, fill gas in a, in a plastic bag, yeah, put gas, put gas in a plastic bag, uh, you know, put, put a uh, heating system in your house without an exhaust fan and kill your family in their sleep. Like it's these kind of things where either we can talk about it as I guess, normal people and say, really should bear down and try to figure this stuff out. Or we say it's natural selection. It's inevitable. We can't stop it. And so if you happen to see it, don't stop them. Let it happen because you're interfering with God, right? You, you have to allow these things to happen right. because no matter how compassionate you feel about another individual, if they think that whatever crazy left field nonsense is real and they're going to base their judgment or their actions off of that as long as they're not holding the explosive near me you go do what you want to do right like that that's all you can say you can't really help them right i can film them right. i can laugh at them and monetize and them. we can and we can talk about them all day long every day because they're priceless human beings that i think we should cherish for the small amount of time that they are on the planet. Right. Because to me, there's a lot of information out there 
as long as you're willing to change the channel. If you're only watching, right. if you're only watching one channel, or you're only reading one article, or you're only watching one YouTube channel, and you're not putting all the channels together and say like, hey, you know what? I'm getting a little anxiety from this channel. It's making me feel like I'm going to die at any moment. Let's go to somebody else and see if they're, they're handling this differently at all. They decide I'm on this channel no matter what. And it, <laughs> the minute they, they say it's all over, I'm buying a gas mask and digging a hole and crawling in it. Like, <laughs> okay, <laughs> you do you. But I, I can't, I can't listen to it anymore, Mike. I can't, I can't. I, I find it very hard to even have a conversation with anybody anymore because the like I keep it on the level. I don't talk about anything political. And the minute they sense an opening about talking about something political, the amount of nonsensical, crazy shit that comes out of their mouth and they want you to answer them is disturbing. Right. It's like you can't like you can't you're afraid to talk. Like you're afraid to answer them like that's that's not a real thing you just said to me, right? Like that's not <laughs> that's not like you want to start the conversation this way, right? That's well, that's, that's how you want to. Like, I can't, I can't. Well, now from from that story to the to the next story, it, it kind of connects. It kind of connects. Let me uh, let me write down this uh, this time code. I mean, think uh, that, I am Legend is real. Don't you think if you were going to pick a zombie movie, let let let's 20, be honest, twenty guys, days later, who, who's been watching zombie movies for 20, the longest maybe time? Twenty eight like, days later, I I would think. 28 days later seems to be more of a, a thing. Yeah. Or like monkeys, like, you know, you know, or, I, maybe, or uh, maybe Dawn of the dead. Like you got to pick, you got to pick fast zombies or slow zombie. You got to pick, but 12, we all 12 know monkeys, that, 12 monkeys. That if there's a fast, if there's a fast zombie, they have to die easier. Like they die if they don't eat like after a couple days, like they die. Look, it, but like, but I, you can't, I am legends crazy. Like there's, those are like, Hulk. They're like yeah, Hulk I, size. I, I can tell you. I can tell you if it if it does turn to zombie apocalypse, I will not be running as slow as they are in Back for Blood. Okay, I will not be running that slow. My I have all my cards ready and they're all specked out. So if we have a zombie apocalypse, I'm not gonna be walking briskly to to my safety zone. Okay, I, I have all my yeah, cards. Yeah. <clears throat> so the next story, Suicide Squad. Okay, it was watched by 2.8 million households on HBO Max, and it it bombed at the box office. Okay, um, the box office. Did it though? I yeah. thought they said it did well, bro. I thought it did well. No. Which, which article were you reading? No, no. Well, the box office, the box office of Suicide Squad. Um, I thought it did well. No, it's it's losing 100 million dollars. It's it's going to go in the hole. It's it's in the hole. It's not gonna it's not gonna make it. Okay. Not at all. You don't think so? No. Like. No. Isn't isn't Uncle, Uncle Suicide Squad gonna, gonna Suicide Squad made twenty six point five million dollars opening weekend, which there's indie films that that make more than that. Uh, and obviously, from from the scenario that we have going on right now, there, there's there's a lot of problems going on, right? People don't want to go to the theaters or whatnot. But uh, two point eight million that's that's the bigger number that I want to talk about, right? Because in one article, they like to talk about why suicide squads failed because uh the anti-vaxxers okay didn't want to go to the movies and that doesn't make any sense because the anti-vaxxers don't give a shit and they'll go anywhere they want they go to a concert to lulu plaza right. whatever in, in chicago and, and stuff like they don't care so it's it's not really the anti-vaxxers that are not going to movies it's everyone that's not going to movies okay so 
2.8 million households out of what do they have 90 million households potentially i think it is that disney plus or i'm sorry uh hbo max is actually more than that let me let me look it's not disney plus it's hbo max let me look up hbo max um numbers uh what is it subscribers subscribers uh subscriptions okay so apparently let's see do they do they show the numbers i know they're well over 100 How many subscribers? How many subscribers? Subscriptions? Subscribers? I mean, if it's if it if it's four million people at forty bucks a pop, that's still eighty million dollars. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, are you sure that are you There's, sure it didn't okay, do well? Okay, so so it, it says counting both HBO and HBO Max, the two combined have forty-seven million subscribers in the U.S. Twenty-nine percent. Okay, so 40, 49. globally, it's sixty-seven point five million members. So and they only had two point eight million households watch uh watch suicide squad so if people didn't want to go to the movies right and i know it's a rated r film it's not as popular and stuff but obviously rated r movies do good i mean not all of them but joker made a billion dollars right deadpool made a way up there as well so rated r movies do succeed when they hit a market and you would think that people want to go out but with the the new variant and people not wanting to go out you would think the numbers would be more on HBO Max. So what do you think the cause is, Sarge? And I know this is just a speculation. What do you think the cause is of why people didn't want to see Suicide Squad? I, I could tell you what I think, but I want to hear what you think. Well, it's 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 hard to it's hard to put like a defining moment here. There's a lot of factors. So besides the fear, people are afraid to go to the theater. That's number one. Uh I think the convenience of just being home and, and being able to watch a movie. I think there are more lazy people out there than there are people who are moviegoers who like to watch movies in the theater. Uh, I also think that uh, the fact that the prices of the movies have gone up they're, because they're trying to have a story of that they're, next. Yeah. They're trying, they're trying to play catch up. So if you were going to the movie theater, I think it's a psychological thing where, like, I got to bring kids. We got to worry about this. I got to worry about that. And because I've been watching the same channel for the last six months, I'm paranoid. I can see that demographic of person not wanting to go to the theater. However, it's also on the back end where how much money are they charging to watch a movie at your house isn't enough, Right. Because they think that we can't charge them that much because it's not the big screen, it's not whatever. Like, you can't charge them the same amount. Like, you'd have to charge, like, $60 to watch the movie, right? Because mm. you get to watch it for 24 hours or 48 hours or whatever it is. And then if your buddy's got the password, a bunch of people can watch it. You can invite all your friends over and they can watch it. So it's hard to make up that money. So what that says to me is... <clears throat> what it says to me is, is that enough people have decided that it's not worth the risk and it's not even worth the money at home because I have so many options. I'm home, right? Look at movie lists. Look at the things that I have to pick from. Like just because suicide squad came out doesn't mean like that's on the agenda for this evening. Like I got shows on top of shows on top of shows on top of movies. Like I got, I'm, I'm paying for three or four different services. What does this one movie coming out at this one moment 
mean for me right. when I can just watch it whenever I want later on down the road, right? Right. So maybe they're not making their movie immediately. Maybe they're making their money back just not when they want it. You know what I mean? Right. Well, I think the reason, one of the reasons, and, and Reese is saying it in, in chat, right? The first movie was, was, was bad, right? Like some people like it, but for the majority, right? Like I love when people say, well, I liked it. Well, the majority of the population on planet Earth didn't like it, right? And that's the, the larger number, okay? It doesn't matter if you're the, the minority. The majority always wins. And so when the majority says that a movie's bad, the movie's been bad, and it gets tainted as a bad movie, right? Well, we got to remember, then DC also came out with that wonderful, wonderful Wonder Woman 84 last year, which was one of the worst movies, not, not in comic books, the but just in just, <laughs> Right. Right, which Magnifique. was bad. So you have lots of DC movies that come out, and then you had the Snyder Cut, which revived what DC movies were, but that came to HBO Max. But when it was in theaters years ago, that also was bad. Okay, so I think a lot of people, oh, Birds of Prey, I forgot about Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey came out, again, people liked it, but it also wasn't very good. Okay, so there was a lot of, there was a lot of implication, implications of goodwill burnt down. For fans that were like, oh, here's another DC movie, uh, Suicide Squads, and then and then it came out. And obviously, with all of that buildup to now, with ha what's happening in the world, yes. Let's just say it's a 50-50 split down the middle, right? 50% of the population is scared for their life, and 50% of the population is not scared for their life, okay? The 50% that should have went to the theater didn't go to the theater, Okay. They watched it at home. They probably packed in 20 people, you know, the anti-vaxxers that don't really care. They probably invited 100 people over to their house, rented it, or for paid one, one month subscription of HBO Max, and uh, made the whole neighborhood watch it, okay? So there's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of things that are happening here. It's a shame. I don't know. Did you watch it, Sarge? Did you watch Suicide Squad? No? I watched it. It's very entertaining. It reminded me of a movie in the 90s. It reminded me of a fun Good time film before pandemic, before wokeness, before everything, before I was being preached to. It was just a, it's just a good movie. It was just a fun, good movie. Okay. Is it going to win Oscars? No, no. Is it a good comic book film? Yes. It's a good comic book film because there's a lot of, a lot of gore, right? A lot of funny moments, a lot of action, right? It's exactly what I wanted to see. Okay. As people say, popcorn flick and just, uh, just shove their face in right that's one of the reasons it didn't make it it's because of all the the bad will that it, it built up uh each and every single time now the next story i want to talk about which this is stupid right movie theaters are trying to get people back in the theater sarge right trying to get people back in the theaters so what would you do sarge if you were a, if you were a movie theater owner um what would you do to get people back in your in your theater to come back at full fledged to go? Hey, watch the newest movie of Suicide Squads and you know Black Widow and Fast and Furious and all these other movies that are coming out. What would you do to get people in your theater? I mean, honestly, I would I would probably try to get as many people in the theater as possible and then try to sell. I'd just sell my movie theater. I, I think I think I think <laughs> that's not what I, I think asked at this you, point. That's not what I asked. Yeah, you. It, if you were a movie theater yeah, owner, but... how would you get people in your theater? You can't. You can't. You're you're you are battling the you're you're battling the public mind. Okay. There's no way. There's no way you are gonna hold out 
until the movies come back as you want to talk about normal, okay? Not you, you can't, right? You can't because because the the variables stop you from making any kind of business move. If I lower prices to try to get more people in, they're not coming in because they can't be next to each other. So I have to charge more for the less people that come in. And then even those people are like, why do I want to go there? I, right. I've, I've got a 65 inch at home. The fuck do I care about going to the theater? Well, right? th not to mention, not to mention, let's be honest, not to mention that the guys who are running the theater aren't making any money on the movie. Initially, it all goes to the, the movie studio. Right. That movie has to be in that theater for Longer. weeks. Right. For them. And by Everybody's that time, going to the and by, by that time, it's it's only a forty five day thing now. And now it comes like Black That's, Widow. Black Widow the is game already is, on digital. You could buy Black Widow right now. It's out, out three weeks ago. The game is broken, bro. Do you remember the remember the spacing between a movie on the screen? It used to be eight and a months. Movie in your house. You used eight to nine be months. A year. Yeah, a year, a year. Then it was seven months. Then it was four months. Now we're like same day. It's like, like so, yeah, the, the, seventeen the days or, or same system, day. Yeah, the system is broke. Right. Where are all those where are all those people that manufacturing discs to sell DVDs and video cassettes or putting movies on like there's a whole factories of stuff that are just they're all gone missing because all I have to do is stream it to somebody's house. I have I have made no tapes. I have made no discs. I have shipped no product and I just sell whatever it is to your house. I think I'll be honest with you, Mike. I think they made decent money because if they if they're if they're taking losses as bad as we think that they are, right? How long can you go making shitty stuff and not go bankrupt? Well, like how much money? How much money are you floating? I, I can make shitty movie after shitty movie a like lot. the last year. A lot, and it's, and it's think, not affecting my bottom line. Think about no? it. Think about it. Every okay, let's just go, go off this alone. Uh, Avengers made two point five billion. Endgame made two point five billion dollars. That can float. Understandable. That can float a lot of fucking movies. Okay, just that one movie. They can make ten flops at Shane Chi's coming out with thirty million dollars. Right. Even if it was a two hundred. Even even if it was a two hundred million dollars, you can make a lot of movies. Okay. I I to 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 prove your point, I think that Shang Chi is a test to see if they can do a low budget superhero movie and make some money on it. Sure. So here's what AMC decided to do. Okay, AMC. Uh, here's a real quick backstory of AMC. Okay. AMC was, took a lot of money, got investors, took a lot of their money, invested it back into AMC theaters before the pandemic, updated almost all of their theaters to recliners, nice, nice things, upgraded theaters, upgraded, uh, screens and projectors and sound systems. They did this for almost That's a lot of money to spend during a pandemic, man. Well, no, this is before the pandemic. This is before the pandemic, right as they were done. Renovating all their stuff, boom, pandemic hit, Oof. done. They were done. Okay, so then they close up shop. Okay, they they let go about thirty thousand people, employees. They give a bonus of nine million dollars to their CEO. That's what you do. Let go of thirty thousand people. Where's that money going to go, Sarge? You got to give it to somebody. So might as well give it to the CEO. Okay. So then they get bailed out by the, the studios and they sign deals with the, with the movie studios to put them same day as, as release or whatnot, better than not going to theaters at all, okay? Like, like what they do at HBO Max, okay? And now they decide that they're going to take the formula of buy more theaters, okay? Increase the prices 
and make fewer showings. Okay? So the movie theater buying more theaters makes sense, and here's why. A lot of third-party movie theater companies went under. Okay? So now there's no competition in certain cities. So there's vacancies in certain areas where there's a movie theater that's just vacant. And what can go where a movie theater is? How about a another movie theater. movie theater? Right? So AMC is doubling down by buying more movie theaters so they can basically monopolize the areas. Okay? In, in certain regions and cities. Okay? Then they're raising the prices. Because the movie theater they has can. To, right. Well, they have to, but they're raising the prices, um, the movie ticket prices, which goes to the theater, which goes to the, the studios, not to the actual theater itself. Okay, not until weeks or weeks afterwards. Okay, and then they're also raising the concession stand prices of stuff, and they're making fewer shows. Okay, so when you hear this stuff, Sarge, what do you, what do you feel? I'm I mean, you kind home. of you know, but what I'm do you feel like? What are they doing with this company? It sounds like they're selling it to me. It sounds like they're trying to make this short-term stock go up so they could sell. Yeah, but even if you even if you accomplish that, even if you were able to raise enough money to to show a profit, nobody in their right mind on the precipice of this catastrophe that we're in right now economically, okay? Nobody's going to buy that theater from them. They're going to ride this out. Now, we're looking at a full-scale change of entertainment media completely. Everyone thinks it's just a another. It's a, it's just a, it's a Wednesday in August, like or Thursday in August. That's all it is. It's we're we're, we're at a turning point for entertainment in general. Lawyers are going to have to, and agents. There's going to be so much restructuring. What the actors are going to get paid. What the what the stipulations are going to be. How long these movies are going to go out for. How much they're going to charge for your house. Like we're talking about a lot of stuff happening in the next six months, eight months, because of of because of this. I don't see how theaters can survive. I see how theaters can go into a coma, right? They just, no one pays attention to them. They just go off onto the side someplace until one day somebody wakes up and says, hey, everybody, COVID's just a flu. Ha <laughs> ha. And we go back to normal. Like, right, right. I, I get that, right? So at that point, no one will care about going back to a theater. But under these conditions, what's happening right now, I don't see how that company can survive long term. I just don't. Right, you're spending money after a stock buyback to fire a bunch of people to buy more theaters in order to raise prices, do less shows, and think you're going to turn a profit. I don't think so. Not to mention, not to mention that the movies are so fucking trash yeah, that nobody wants to go to the theater. Like if if some movie company were to come out with like another Titanic movie or something feel good and put it into the theater and spin on it and people want to go to the theater, I think they have a shot for that movie. But as far as the the just all encompassing the theater itself, the movies are trash. Everything's overpriced. I can stay home and worry about what what. There's no that's not an option. It's not an option. Yeah, I I think they have to make theaters more into a niche market. As far as like all movies are like three dimensional, you know, three D type of thing. I don't want the motion seats or anything like that. But they like Avatar did back in the day. The reason Avatar made so much money is because it was a 3D picture and the way they did it, uh, it, was, it was new 3D technology that they did, right? Like, maybe, maybe, with Avatar coming out, and then the next increment years, there's like two, three, four, and five, whatever the fuck it is he's making, okay? For the next, like, 10 years, it's coming out every other year. If this, like you said, like, we all get to go kind of back to normal, kind of back to normal, 
there has to be not just one movie. There has to be multiple movies that come out that don't preach to you, don't tell you, you know, that you're istophobe or, or, or sexist or anything like that. And also, there needs to be some sort of technology driving force to push it forward where you're like, oh, you can't get that experience at home, right? That you can't get the experience at home. Like, for instance, in 2007, I saw, I've, I've told this story before, I saw a 3D te television with no glasses, okay? I watched the NFL football game when we were getting trained on these new 3D cameras and stuff, okay? And we watched a, a football game filmed in these cameras on a television set, and we weren't using any glasses, and it was super crystal clear, super sharp. It was, it was amazing, okay? And it was curved, okay? And when you walked, okay, from one side to the other, you could literally go past where the the 50 yard line was where if you went to the other side of the, of the, of the squad, you could be sort of behind the offensive line, then sort of behind the defensive line wearing no glasses. Okay. Unreal. Never seen that out in, 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 in the public. Okay. And that was in 2007. Okay. Probably like, you know, where's that? Exactly. Okay. That type of technology needs to come to theaters. That needs to come to theaters where I don't have to put a headset on to go to the theater because obviously flu, nothing can go on my head and, and face and stuff like that, right? People are not going to come to that. But if they can make the movie theater into that technology where you can have 3D perfectly clear without putting glasses on your face, that would get people to come back to the theater. That would have an experience of where you're seeing explosions and different things and you have to sign a waiver because it's so realistic that you might have a heart attack Right, you're either dying from a bug or you're dying from a heart attack in the seas because it's so goddamn real. That would be that would be interesting. Okay, if they don't do this, this is going to go along the lines of, you know, uh, vinyl records. Okay, or film being used for. What ends up happening is is the movie theater goes into the damn toilet. They have to sell for pennies on the dollar, and then the actual movie companies just go ahead and buy their own theaters, and they show their own movie in their own theater, and they cut out the middleman completely, and they can do whatever they want. Hmm. And the movie theater can be a write-off for them if it doesn't make any money. Win-win, right? right? I own the theater. There's less theaters, but I own them, okay? So we don't have to worry about the whole concession stand cost uh, a $40 popcorn, I'm, I make the movie, I sell the popcorn, I sell the candy, it's all the same people, right? There's no deals, three three weeks, eight weeks. The movie's the movie. They Whatever whatever they sell for the movie goes right to the, the movie company. That's it. Yeah, That's what I see happening. I see that happening. I see there even being less theaters owned by Disney, owned, owned, right, by, owned Warner by, Brothers, by Warner Brothers, and stuff. owned by whoever in the, in the different regions, and they just put their own shit in them. That's it. The only, the only way that would work then is if they got rid of the streaming services where you couldn't watch any of those movies at all only in their theaters, right? You can only watch them in those theaters. Yeah, but if you have that control, right? Uh, picture it picture it without without COVID. I, you're going to the theater to watch the movie and then I decide based on my numbers when I decide to put it on the streaming service. Maybe it'll be six months. Maybe it'll be four right. months. It would, it would almost you go could back. only watch. The, right. You could only watch. Right. We go back to where it was. Where it was. You could only watch it into the theater, and I milk it for all it's worth, and then I put it on television. Yeah. You either go to the theater or wait a year before it comes on on DVD or whatever. Yeah. I, mean, I don't. I don't no. think they'll do that, but I, I see what you're saying. You're hem You are hemorrhaging money. Yeah. Hemorrhaging. Right. And 
if you're allowed to go, think of it this way: if you're allowed to go this far, and there's no dip, there's no dips in any of these in these companies' stock stock prices. Everything's fine. Shit movie after shit movie after shit movie. I got news for you: they they have fuck you money at this point. Oh yeah. If you can go, Most if you can go that do. long, if you can go that long without turning a profit, and everything's everything's hunky dory, I have a lot of questions, man. A lot of questions. Yeah. All right. So. The next story I want to talk about. Let's get back onto uh, to, to gaming for for a second here. Um, um, the ascent. The ascent came out a couple of uh, a couple of weeks ago. Right, we played it. I beat it. Thought it was a fantastic game. Um, the 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 game. If you haven't seen it, it's on Game Pass. If you're on Xbox, everywhere else, it's on Steam. Uh, I believe it's a I believe it's a forty dollar game. If I'm not mistaken. It's 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 fantastic. Okay, so I'm gonna show you this right now. Let me make sure it is okay. I gotta mute it so it doesn't we don't get demonetized. Okay, so this is the ascent. But if you notice, this is the ascent in first person. Okay, so someone on PC decided to um, become make it into a first person game, and let me tell you something. This game at first person is a better game than Cyberpunk 2077. Okay. Just the way that the, the city's set up and, and the amount of detail that they have in this game. Okay. That it's a three quarter isometric game originally. Okay. Look at this. He's flying around freeform, going everywhere just to look at it. Look at the amount of detail that you will never, ever see. Right, he went over the edge of the of of the thing. Look how deep it goes, and look at the amount of detail they put in this game. And you never get, you'll never see this stuff. Okay, goes into certain places where the boss comes out and, and swarms. The attention to detail in this game is phenomenal. The, the, this is a dev company that you need. Okay, this Passion. is the, this is the dev Passion. company. This is the dev company uh, we thought the um, Project Red was. Okay. We thought this is the attention to detail that they that they do, and you just look at this and it's it's amazing, it's absolutely amazing, okay. And obviously, it's not in first person; it's a three quarter isometric game, okay. But the fact that they did this, look at the amount of detail up to this guy. Look at it. You never get this close to see the detail, but yet they put the detail in the game, okay. This is not mods. This is nothing else. This is besides the mod of just flying around okay the detail on the vehicles the detail on the buildings the detail on the raindrops hitting on the actual thing and this again i'll repeat myself multiple times this is an isometric game that you're up above and you get no closer than like i don't know 20 feet above them okay you, you can't get any closer look he goes inside these these rooms the detail on the on the uh the tables for the magazines you can literally read the magazine covers Okay, they could 100% make this into a first-person game, and it would feel so different than what it was. The detail on the screens and behind the desks, the computers, everything. This company, the Neon Giant guys here, this is who you have to watch out for. If they could keep, they've got a lot of goodwill built up here, okay? And this is just showing off even more, right? Look, it's got graphic cards and tech parts. For for on the, on the shelves, the, the detail is is insane. 
Okay. It's insane. Now, now this game didn't get delayed four times. They didn't make a big deal of it. They didn't they didn't tell you a big, huge, long story and how they're going to do it and get Keanu Reeves to come in and do all this other big things. They literally made a game and sold a game. Right. 12 guys. Yeah, 12 guys did this. Okay. It's it's insane. You should check it out. Obviously, you can't play the game like this unless maybe if you're on PC, you can. But it feels like a living, breathing world that they've created. And this, as I was watching this, I was like, holy Christ, this is, it feels, it does feel even more alive that you can walk through and go through like this. Very impressive. Very impressive. Um, so, yeah, I mean, look at this. Just flying over the building and like looking down and seeing the the amount of depth and height. Oh, look, you can see actually the ceiling, what it is. There's actually an actual cap of a ceiling. How's it raining? Fucking immersion bro broke. That's it. I can't play the game anymore. But uh, yeah, awesome. Awesome stuff by this uh, by this crew. Why are the credits so long then? What do you mean? Like if only 12 people made the game, why are the credits at the end of the game so long? Oh, well, that's because 12 people made the, the coding of the game, but then there's other people that 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 do like the, the sound and the contracts and the uh, publishing and all, all the other stuff, right? It's on Game Pass, so they have to link everyone in from Xbox that, that's in that part of that that community, even, only if it was Ted helping them. Everyone in the Xbox uh, section of that, of that area ha gets credited for it, right? There's voiceover I mean, actors, there's, right? There's, uh, there's voice I dialogue. Think, I would think that if you went to first person, you would see some breakage in the wall or something like that, but the details is incredible. That means they did a fully fledged level. Right. As then, first and then, person and then, and then went back and and then set the camera to where they wanted it to go. Yeah. Yeah, because the detail is insane. The detail. Right? Well, now now that they show it like this, I think maybe that they originally thought about doing first person. I think maybe that's what there was. It would be interesting. Because because why would you make it that detailed from a three quarter view and that that the depth of field be that intense if you were only doing isometric three-quarter right it looks like originally that they were going to go for it they were going to do this as as first person look there's a car following behind the elevator that you're in that you can't ever move the camera and there's guys in the car right there's guys in the actual car behind you that's pushing you but you can't see them you'll never see them but they're there right but they're there right and this is almost the and there's dice there's dice hanging from the goddamn mirror. Right. The, this Come is on, almost man. the amount of detail that like something that Grand Theft Auto does with Rockstar does with Grand Theft Auto, right? Even though you're leaving the world, like you're leaving that street, that NPC is still still living its life. It's still I doing wonder, its thing. I wonder what kind of engine they used for this game. This def this definitely sets a precedent for small developing teams. No, oh, this is the Unreal Engine, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, but impressive stuff. I just wanted to show that for the for the ascent. I thought I was like I was like this is insane. Like I would have never ever ever thought that the detail was that intense. I mean, it looks it looks fantastic, right? It looks phenomenal when you look at it. But now when you get first person, you're like, "Holy Christ, like how and why? Like why would they why would they do that?" Uh other news. We have uh, more Blizzard news this week, right? So we have a couple different, uh, couple different things for Blizzard. We have Fran, the woman who closed down her Twitter account 
uh, last week. We talked about it. Uh, she is now quit, right? So the she she decided that uh, that that. It says controversial Activision Blizzard executive steps down from role as women's network sponsor. So she 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 takes a hike. She's gone. Um, and obviously, Sarge, you said this last week. Like they're not just leaving, right? They have a they have a nobody, golden parachute. Nobody, you know what I mean? Nobody walks away without a parachute. Nobody. Right. So she's nobody. she's uh, she's gone, right? And then you also have uh, Jesse. Uh, Jesse McCree, Diablo 4 director, no longer with Activision. He steps down. Okay. Um, question for this is Diablo 4 seemed like it was in a pretty good state. Seems like it's pretty far along. Do you think that the main director leaving, this is going to hurt the game in any way, shape, or form? Or is it more of a, maybe it's far along enough where they can bring somebody else in and kind of like smooth sail for the rest of the way before it comes out? Absolutely not. Absolutely matters that they, that guy got fired. Absolutely does matter. The the bond between the team when you're working toward... I'll, I'll give you a good example of the game you just looked at. Do you think that the guys inside studio are fighting with each other, sleeping with each other's girlfriends, are causing any kind of problems when you make a game like Ascent? Right? The team is the team. If all of a sudden you get rid of pieces of the team while the thing is still in development, things change. They always do. Right. They always do. Yeah, I, I, and then two other other people as well on top of that. So four people total. Uh, so they're they're starting to. I believe that. I believe that, Brandon. I believe that. I think that they weren't going to release. I think that they weren't going to release Diablo Four at all. They wanted it to be a mobile game, and that's it. And then later on, they were going to do it. Go back and do it. I, I believe it. I believe two more years. I absolutely. So so Kotaku Kotaku uh, reports that. Uh, Three people leave. So the director, Louis uh, Barriga, Diablo 4's lead designer, Jesse McCree, and World of Warcraft designer, Jonathan LaCraft, uh, they all leave. They all leave. Now, there are still people that are in that picture. I like they how showed. they said that they leave. I like how they said that they leave. Nobody left. Right. That's th they got fired <laughs> with money. Yeah. Okay? They didn't just leave. Nobody just leaves their job. All right? So let's stop bullshitting. Okay? Fran opened her big mouth. She was there for four months. She got the can. She got her parachute. She says, I stepped down. You didn't step down, bitch. You're fired. Okay? You got your parachute. You're fired. How I write it doesn't matter. How I write it doesn't matter. Okay? Right. So, whatever. Next. So, so, okay? Next. So, Activision and Blizzard says they has a deep, talented roster of developers already in place to new leads and have the assigned their appropriate... Uh, appropriate areas. We are we're confident in the ability to continue our progress, delivering amazing experiences to our players, and move forward to ensure safe, productive work environment for all. Does that also include the uh, the Warcraft game that they came out with, where they half-assed it? Like th those same talented people, those <clears throat> those talented people that they did a half-assed well, job on purpose. They blamed they blamed the other development team. They didn't blame the Blizzard people. They blamed the other people they gave it to. Mm. That's what they blamed it. Got well, it. regardless, here here's here's how you feel about it. If you as a human being, want to keep giving Activision Blizzard money because you believe the video game means more to you than what the fuck is happening over there at that company. You go ahead and buy whatever game you want. I'm not giving Activision Blizzard a fucking dime. I wouldn't give a, a dime stolen from somebody. I wouldn't <laughs> give them that, the stolen money. Nothing. I, they get nothing from me. Out of the, uh, the five quarter on the ground, they're not getting it. I don't give a shit. And they also... Ty now I'm tired... 
Hired. They're also uh, the the um, I don't know what what group of people, but there are a group of people because McCree is a name inside of Overwatch. Even the announcers that are doing the the tournaments and stuff are not saying McCree's name, even though he has nothing to do with McCree, the guy who was part of Blizzard. Uh, so so now they're asking if they could change McCree's name inside of Overwatch. I'm like. I mean, it doesn't really fucking matter to me, but it's a little overboard. It's, it's 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 overreach. Yeah, it's overreach. They don't they don't know how to handle the situation, so they have to correct everything, and it makes them look stupid. Okay, it just makes them look stupid. Yeah, you can't over just like you can't overcorrect in a skid. The car is out of control. The car is skidding. You can't overcorrect. You got to make small moves until the skid comes out of it. That's what happens. This is a fucking train wreck. Okay, a train wreck, right? They have the, the worst part about this, and it's not just because they're scumbags. Okay, that's not the worst part of it. A lot of the teams out there, very talented people, they are surrounded by morons with no leadership. Okay, what is going to happen when you don't have a AAA title to sell to the masses to wash away the hate? What happens when you don't have a game to come out to wash away all this and make everyone forget about this ever happened? Ooh, ooh, squirrel! Like, no one saw, <laughs> nobody saw any right. of that shit that happened the last night, the 18 months. No one saw that. We have a brand new game for you. It's brand new. Sexy, smooth awesomeness with a battle pass. Like, they don't have it. They don't have anything. So we're going to sit, we're going to sit in this stew of just just decrepit bullshit for at least a year on top. They got no game, bro. They got no game. So whatever's going to happen, right? I'm hoping this, that this, the dominoes fall. Bobby's got to go, right? Bobby's got to go. Oh, Bobby's going to be the last one to go. Yeah. Yeah. But hear me out. You're, you're the CEO. Okay. You, you're supposed to know everything that's going on in your company and the guys beneath you are to be telling you what's going on in the company. That's what you pay them for. Right. Bobby came out with some half-ass statement, right? Sounded saving, like dog saving, shit. saving his own ass, right? Trying to save his own ass. Sounded like just complete dog shit. I think, I think Bobby's made enough money. I think we need a new suit who came from the, who came from the depths of, of hell to come in and run this company. Bobby needs to go too. It's time. Right, you you have got to take out the trash. You have got to cut out the cancer. You have got to get rid of these people. It is not the development team. Okay? We know what Blizzard can do when they're allowed to make an actual game. Yeah. But when there's a guy with a suit and tie standing on top and you're going, you know, we really need to have that with some more microtransactions. That's yeah, it's, it's and, I, and I, we really need to have that with a little bit more skin. Can you sell some more skins? Can you change that to a green skin? Can you change like can you get the fuck away from me yeah, and let I me feel make like, a fucking game? I feel like it's like office space with Lumberg. Uh yeah. I'm gonna yeah. need you to have to come in on Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm just gonna yeah, take that from you. Yeah. Yeah, Peter. Uh we're gonna have to have you come in over here, please. Uh yeah, TPS worth, reports. Listen, but let's put it this way. Worst case scenario. I know it sounds bad in, in, on the outset. Worst case scenario, the goddamn company implodes, right? 
all those developers have to leave and they all go to better studios after yeah. a transition period. After a transition period, they're worried about their life. They think the world's going to end. But meanwhile, they're talented individuals that when this company fucking explodes or implodes, excuse me, that they just go to better companies and we start over again. Okay, like business is supposed to work. Yeah, but when you have got when you got shit like this going on, it's got to go. It's got to go. But that, that's exactly what will happen, right? Everyone will leave. They'll go to other studios and then Bobby Kodak will just buy them up and bring them back in and put them back underneath the Blizzard, <laughs> underneath the Blizzard name again. And, and, exactly. and pay them less. Yeah. And pay them yeah. less because they're because they're right. just starting out. They're, just, they're, they're new employees, right? They're new yeah. employees. And then fire them take and take their severance packages as a bonus. I can't. I can't, man. Yeah. Can't <laughs> too much. It's too much. It's too much nonsense for one normal critical thinker to 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 be battled with. I can't. I can't well, here, to it here's anymore. here's what's happening now, right? Because here's the next story that we're going to talk about. Uh, we have mobile gaming, mobile gaming. Okay, mobile gamers spend. Okay, chat. How much do you think? Okay, how much do you think mobile gamers spend? Okay. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure it starts with a B. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, it's it's a B, okay? But in in what in what uh increment? Is it is it week? What is it want, month? What do you, what do you want, year? What do you want me to give you? Quarter? Like what do you, what do you think it is? What do you want me to give you? I, I want you well, I want you to pick if it's if I'm talking, if I give you the number, I want I want you to tell me if it's the the day, the week, the month, the quarter, or the year. Okay. All right. So it's our, all game, all gaming in general, or is this a specific this company? Is, this is a firm that did reports on it. So. All right. So we're talking about the entire industry. We're, we're talking we're about talking the about... entire entire okay gaming industry. All right. Go ahead. Okay. So I'm gonna give a number, and chat. I want you to let me know if it's the day, the week, the month, the quarter, or the year. It's our favorite game show. The day, the week, the month, or the quarter of the year. <laughs> the day, the week, the quarter of the month, or the year. Okay, so here we go. Uh, okay, so. Mobile data firm reports that rise in consumer spending as well as gamers bring in. Okay. They have spent $1.7 billion. Is it the day, the week, the month, the quarter, or the year? The whole industry as a whole. The month. The month. You say the it's month. The one month. month. The month. Okay, someone says the day. Brandon, Brandon, if it's the day, I'm I'm quitting gaming. <laughs> I'm quitting. We got we got one person that says the century, the week, the quarter. <laughs> I'm going with weekly. Okay, we got the day. We got all the we got the votes in. We got Viking. Don't be looking it up on the internet either. Just 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 it's be part of the game here. Be part of the game. You too, comment section. When you watch this after the fact, is it the day, the week, the month, the quarter, or the year? <clears throat> okay. The hour. No, it's not the hour. <laughs> if, it, if it was the hour, DMAC, that would, that would, you would see Sarge's head implode right now. What's the question? 1.7 billion is made in the day, a week, a month, a quarter or the year? That's 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 what it that's the question. The whole mobile industry, one point seven billion dollars on both iOS and Google Play. This is the amount of money people, us consumers, spend on mobile. Yeah. On mobile. Okay. Here we go. Three, 
two, one, the week. The week. That's one, fucking insane. $1.7 billion per week globally for the, for the entire industry. And now explain to me, now, now just because of that, explain to me why they have to make a good game. <laughs> they don't. Expl explain to me they why don't. they have to make a good game. Okay, it says the app Annie reported today that the first half of 2021, consumers have spent $1.7 billion on both iOS and Google Play purchases per week globally. According to the mobile data, the 2021 mobile gaming teardown, uh, teardown report is spending 24% year over year and 40% from a pre-pandemic 2009 numbers or 19 numbers. Sorry. The number of gamers ranking is more than 1 million, uh, 1 million each month is also on the rise. Okay, so so again, why is Blizzard not making Diablo? Because they're making Diablo mobile, right? Why is Bungie making a mobile game for NetEase? Because why did Netmarble make Marvel Future Revolution? Why is Black Desert Online, right? Why is Candy Crush and all this other stuff, right? That's insane. Okay, that's insane. Now, obviously, that, that $1.7 billion is getting separated between all the companies that are making mobile games, but the mobile game market is almost $2 billion a week. A week. Okay, that's, that's insane. So, thanks for playing the day, the week, the month, the quarter of the year. Okay, so we'll, we'll, see. we'll, we'll, we'll bring that back when we find another quarter report or the, the weekly uh, update on that. So there you go. <clears throat> Copyright patent pending. Uh, that's, that's my song. I never spend on any mobile. Yes, but for every person that doesn't spend, there's, there's 20% that spends 80% of all the, all the revenue on any game, on any platform, on, any, on anything. 20% makes 80% of the revenue for all and every, everything. <clears throat> they showed Diablo 4. Yeah, they showed it. Because remember... You don't have phones? What do you mean? There was no Diablo 4 before that conference. There was mobile Diablo, okay? That was it. Yep. Yep. Is, is Abe calling in? I, I don't think Abe's calling in this week. I don't think we have anything. And, and, and the, worst, the worst part about it, bro, is they make so much money on shitty games. They don't care about the actual people who are gamers anymore. It's just about the people who will give them money. That's it. It's over. The normal, the normal means by which we get video games. Right. It, right. It, just like anything else. If you don't, just like what's happening right now, if you don't have to work and someone's going to give you a check, are you going to go to work? Why would I go to work? I'm getting paid to sit home. Why would yeah. I go to work? If you're making $1.2 billion as an industry a week, and you haven't made anything? You've already made the, you made Candy Crush six years ago. Right. Right. I made Candy Crush six years ago. I don't have to make another one. Update. I'm, I'm, we put strawberries in there now. Strawberry update. Like, it's over. It's over. No matter no no matter what the vocal minority or even the majority say, right? Because in this instance, it works both ways. Yeah. The majority of people who are speaking aren't the minority of people who are paying for the games. Right. So it doesn't matter how badly Reddit blows up or how badly Twitter blows up. Here, it just here, doesn't matter. You want to know the biggest spenders? Here you go. Ready? This is this is more of the article. Over the first half of 2021, an average of 810 mobile games reached 
the 1 million mark each month. Okay. 810 game mobile games have reached a million dollar mark each month for the first part of the year. That represents an increase of 6% year over year and 25% over 2019 figures. Now, the top three games that consumers have spent the most on have been Candy Crush. That's your guess. What do you guys think? Call, say some names. What, what three games is the number, number top three games that are making the money, the most money on mobile games right now? Oh, on mobile. Genji Impact, Genji Impact. Ding, ding, ding. Genji Impact is one of them. Well, Candy Crush is there. Nope. Candy Crush is not on the list. Oh, would it, would it fall off a top 10? When is this recorded? What do you mean? This is on August uh, the 11th. The article was written on the 11th. Uh, one of the other games, what do we have? Uh, Clash of Clans, Raider Shadow Legends. Nope, none of those. Genshi Impact is on there. Those are all news, man. I can't believe you didn't put that on there. Okay, uh, uh, it's called Honor of Kings. Honor, Honor of Kings. That, that's on the list. And Roblox. Roblox. Okay. Looking ahead, App Annie's report notes that the mobile gaming is on track to generate over $120 billion this year, which would be an almost 19% increase from last year's growth of almost 40% from 2019. So $120 billion by the end of this year. Yeah, there you go, classic. <clears throat> Roblox. There you go. So, I mean, I know what I want to do now, Sarge. I got to make a mobile game. Make a mobile game. Yeah, I'm going to make a mobile <clears> game. <throat> Learn to code. It's just going to be the the game is going to be the, the day, the week, the month, the quarter of the year. That's that's the mobile game. We'll, 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 it's going to be great. Learn to code. <clears throat> no games directed towards kids. Yeah, right. Oh, oh, sorry. So, so games directed towards kids. Yes, yes. Roblox yes. is huge. Yeah, yeah. Genshi Impact, not so much a, like a directed towards kids. But uh, Roblox definitely one hundred percent. I know so many, so many of my friends' families. My my son doesn't play it. He doesn't even like it. Like he saw them playing, it was like, nah, I'll stick with Minecraft. So that's that's crazy. That's crazy. All right, beyond crazy, beyond crazy. All right. Speaking of billions of dollars spent, I kind of brought this up the other day. Um, Fortnite open world RPG possibly being leaked. I wanted to get your thoughts on this, Sarge, because um, Fortnite, they, they had data mined of, well, not really data mined. It was leaked because of the, of the, of the lawsuit that happened, right? And there was, a, there was documents that said that Epic was working on an open world mode for Fortnite, okay? That it would be an RPG type of mode uh, where, and I guess my question is to you, one, do you see it happening? And two... Do you think it would it be something you're interested in if it was like an MMORPG in the Fortnite? Not don't think battle royale now. It's not the battle royale. It's it's the characters like in the single save the world type of stuff. So you're, you'd be going back to the game that originally was. Uh, well, no, the original game was like a tower defense type of game, but now they're going to take that world. It's going to be basically the same same thing in the world. And um, so this is the only picture that we have. Let me see if I can bring it up here. This is the only picture we have. It's two pictures uh, combined, uh, two different screenshots overlapped. Okay, uh, and this is what it looks like. This is the, the graphics that it would look like. Okay, and what you can see is like four guys standing in front of this giant monster behind them. It's like a 
a big ogre or goblin or whatever. Um, and that I would assume that's something you're you're fighting or whatnot, right? So just a you know, this is just a like a poster shot or whatever screenshot. Um, would this be something that you think would be taken off? Because for instance, MMOs, we we had a conversation about this a couple of weeks ago. MMOs are not really they're they're popular, but they're it's an it, it's a niche, right? It's a niche market for MMOs. Like people talk about MMOs, but MMOs are not liked by lots and lots of people, right? It's a it's a min minority base of all gamers in there, right? More people play like Call of Duty than they play uh, you know, all of they make more money with those games than MMOs do. Do you think Epic could do something along the lines where they they make an MMO or an RPG where I mean, they're pretty mastering at 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 doing these live events and keeping up. Like, they do live service games better than live service games do, right? They they come out and constantly update season after season, evolving the map week by week and adding more stuff with patches and stuff. So do you think they could come out with something and actually succeed in it? Well, let's be honest. You could only milk the cow for so long. So Fortnite's got to evolve at some point because you can't do BR forever. So they've done what they wanted to do is milk it to death. Sell the skins, sell the skins, sell the skins. At this point, I think without a doubt, they could definitely transition and go that way. They would just need to find a way to keep their, the demographics of the kid base that they have into a game that they can actually understand and not think that they're getting overwhelmed. So how do you transition from a BR to a RPG for that demographic where you actually still want to play because half the game was me trying to go after other people. So right. how do you combine that? How do well, you, how do you combine that to get people to want to play it like the same way that you were playing it in save the world mode? They did have a dungeon. They did have a, like a dungeon crawler in there. It was actually pretty fun. And then they also had a mega boss that you would go up against. Um, and it was pretty neat. It was pretty, I liked save the world. I thought Save the World was a good game. I liked the progression system. When I first played it back in 2017, summer of 2017, I was like, I was like, man, I was like, I would like this game. And the way the worlds were built, I always said I would love to see it as an open world game. I would say that I don't play BR. This would bring me into the game. It would bring me back to the game if they had a, uh, an MMO RPG or I, just an open world I, RPG type of game. I would look at it. I would look at it like you guys are playing that mobile Marvel game. They would have to invent levels with different sets of enemies, and each level has specific types of enemies with a couple bosses that you have to defeat. And you get gear from each of those levels differently. Right. Like, this, this level's got this type of gear, this level's got this type of gear. So the whole idea is to go through the level and be able to beat the bosses at the end, and then, like, every three months they change the bosses. Right. Like that to me sounds like a winning proposition for what a Fortnite game would transition into. And and Krebsy's saying they, they do they do somewhat have that already in the game, right? They have NPCs in BR now that you can buy resources fun uh from and find different players to do contracts and stuff on, right? So there's already right. there's already implications of things that they've been testing, right, in inside the game to make their other game that they want to. And with the engine, I don't know. I know a lot of people want to give shit to Epic because they don't like Fortnite because it's too kitty or because it's BR or it's kid friendly. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I would love to see what, and I've always said, I, I respect what Epic's doing because before they had Fortnite, they were just one of the guys in the cog wheel making games and doing stuff. And then Fortnite gave them the opportunity to make what they want. 
Okay, and now they're experimenting do with what this they game. Want. Right, do what they want, right? Um, and they can create these games and stuff now. And I, I think they have something here, right? I mean, we talk, I've talked about the metaverse like two years ago, two and a half years ago about their metaverse. And now they're, they are doing the metaverse. Like I think it was last year where they brought the little town community where you have go-kart races and there's like a club and dances and there was shops in the center. Like there's a lot of things they could implement to this game. And I, I see what Second Life was and I can see them making what Second Life was into this game and adapting it to in, in new new ways. Like, think about this, right? If it's an open metaverse type of game where you log into Fortnite, like you log into Roblox, right? Or you log into Second Life. And then all of a sudden, in, instead of going to the menu system, you walk into the city that they've built inside the game. And I'll, I'll compare it to, let's say, the Destiny Tower. And you walk up to a vendor. And in that, at that vendor, you can buy new skins and you can buy different stuff or whatever. Or you walk up to an NPC and then all of a sudden you go into the BR. Or you walk up to another NPC and you go into the, the Save the World. Or you go up to the other one and it is the RPG. Right? You go over there and it is the rock concert. It becomes and there's, and there's, like there's, any part. Right. It becomes like you're not just logging in to log in just to play Fortnite to be the BR. You're logging into the metaverse of what it is. And they could have updates with like because they have DC and they have Marvel and they have all these things. They could literally go, oh, it's just a dungeon and you're, you're, you're going against Galactus. Right, you could go to Transformers, and you're going against uh, Unicron or Megatron, whatever. They could take all of these IPs and make them into one little metaverse, and you just keep sort of like PlayStation Home was back in the day, where it's like this hub of entertainment, and then you went to do activities within the actual place itself. Right, that's what I, I see think, from this game. Uh, it it looks it looks like it's poised to be like the precursor to what they're trying to do for like Ready Player One. Yeah, I'm, and then I'm a character in the world, and then when I'm in the world, I decide what type of game I want to play with my character based on where I go inside the world. So there's an adventure area, there's a PvP area, there's a battle royal area, there's a campaign area. But meanwhile, I'm getting stuff for this character the entire time. I dress up the way I want to dress up depending on what zone I go in. So to me, that's how I look at it. It looks like the precursor to like what Ready Player One is without the headset. Hmm. I didn't know that, Krebsy, because I don't I don't play the game anymore. I literally when I turn it on, I, I I go play I go play Save the World, and I play it. I don't know, maybe twice a year now. Um, I used to log in every day. I don't even play it. Right? Imagine where you can get the the Galactus skin. Oh, and I beat him in the raid. Right? You know what I mean? Like I can see that happening. I can see that happening. And I and if anyone can do yes. it. If anyone can do it and do it well, I think Epic can do it with the with the engine, the Unreal Engine Five, and and what they could do with that engine and what they're trying to do. It's interesting. It's interesting to see what uh, what happens here. Let me know what you guys think in the uh, in the comment section down below if you're watching this after the fact about Epic Games. Of uh, yeah. All right. So let's see what else we got here. Uh, real quick, uh, we talked about Powderpuff Girls uh back in the day about a couple weeks ago maybe a month and a half ago and we talked about how uh they're coming out and i said it looks like garbage well apparently one of the actresses thinks it was garbage as well because she's leaving uh chloe bennett um she uh was one of the powderpuff girls for the tv series and it was being delayed they they shot the pilot season and it looked uh it was too campy it was too campy and they they didn't want it to be too campy so they decided to uh, stop production. They're going to refilm it, redo it, and the and the girl 
uh, left. We don't know why she left, but she's not on the project anymore. So now they have to basically refilm the whole thing. So obviously it's going to be a great show, Sarge. It's going to be a, a fantastic show of the Powderpuff live action on the CW. Well, let's let's just talk about it briefly because if you're an up and coming if you're an up and coming actor and you get a job regardless of what it is and you're like in the middle of it you're like, like no this is garbage i'm walking out like a payday is a payday right you want credit right you want a credit for something you want to show that you've been working you want to at least get your foot in the door and if you're walking out you don't even want to you don't even want to accept the money for the stuff that we're going to we're going to give you that says something you know what i mean that's right. something well schedule conflict or not um Sean, she she filmed it it was garbage and they're reshooting it because it was it wasn't what they wanted right so that that's one of the reasons that they they're doing all reshoots and taking a slightly different approach uh to to fix the show because it, it wasn't what they wanted it to be so because so they you, wasted you, their so time wait, you, you want to do it wait let me, let me understand this you want to do a different approach so the original show was about three preschool girls who have superpowers because they were made in the lab by a white guy who was a, was a scientist. And now I want to turn them into hoochies who wear low-cut tops and wear pink, green clothing and pigtails. And who is their leader going to be, right? Explain to me the transition of how you go from what the cartoon was to live action and not dirtify it to... to to ungodly status. Explain right. it to me. Right. Yeah. Too campy. Yeah, it was too campy. Yeah, she she's also going to be, um, I guess she's going to be in Secret Invasion, the Marvel se uh, show, yeah. Secret Invasion. Pigtails and coochie cutters, and I'm a powder puff girl, and I'm, I'm, I'm a preteen or in high school or some shit. Like, what what the fuck are you guys doing? Who's that show for? Yeah, well, CW, I don't care. it's, I don't it's care. for preteens and stuff like that. I, I don't care if they're all lesbians. The, the cartoon would be complete trash. The show would be complete trash. Yeah, well, uh, at least those... at least tell me a moral. Tell me a moral or less to do something in the show, <laughs> and at the end, go remember, don't be a dick. Right? You know, it's something. Don't, show, do don't, something. Don't be a hoochie. Right. right. Yeah. So like that's... At, at the end of like at the end of like season one, the 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 morals will be like, hey, girls, remember, don't sleep with the guy on the first date. <laughs> you might catch chlamydia. Da, 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 da. Oh, oh, that's that's the wrong one. That's eighteen. That's eighteen. Sorry. That's horrible. Yeah, that was eighteen. Yo, Joe. Uh, is an up and coming. Uh, she was a she was Agents of Shield animated Marvel Secrets uh, Secrets War. Well, obviously, it wasn't worth her time. You know, I, I've been on shoots where I've been on a film and I'm like, oh man, this is a shit show. I want to get out of here. And then someone calls up, you're like, oh, I got double booked. Sorry. Uh, I, I, I could fill in. As long as you could fill in, you're good. You find someone. But when you're the actor, you can't really, you can't really do that. Um, okay, so quick game they pass. Go ahead, what are you going to say? They look like the Brat Dolls. The, the Powerpuff the Brats, Girls? The Brat Dolls? Oh, the, yeah, the Bratz dolls, the, the toy in the store, the Bratz dolls look like little, uh, they look like little overpriced hoochie girls. They like got bling and their hair's out and their eyes are real big and they wear like the, the ripped jeans and stuff and like, and it's a little doll. You ever seen a Bratz? Uh, no, I have a boy. Bratz so, yeah. 
I, I, I see. I see. Stuff, I see. Uh, I don't have to keep up with that. I keep up with tow trucks with and stuff, yeah. Matchbox cars and and dinosaurs and Legos. Uh, are Bratz mm. cheaper than Legos? Because I'll I'll switch them to Bratz. No, no Bratz <laughs> is horrible. <laughs> so type in, type when the show's over. Type in Bratz and take a look. All right. So Game Pass stories here. Uh, there's a couple couple games coming out to Game Pass. Uh, there's Evil Genius 2 confirms console release hitting Game Pass on day one. So when it comes out, Evil Genius 2 will be coming to console on day one. So there's that. Uh, we have this game looks... I don't know... Well, hold on. Let me, let me make sure that's... Oh, there's another game called Humankind, which is sort of like a civilization coming out for uh, Xbox on Game Pass uh, on day one uh, when it comes out. We have an update... For, for No Man's Sky, okay? They, they teased of the next thing is called Frontier, Sarge. It's the fifth anniversary for No Man's Sky, and the next, the next content is named Frontier. What do you think they're going to bring into this game that they... I, obviously, you haven't kept up on it. You don't know what they already brought in, but what do you think they'll bring in for the Frontier setting? Well, if they're if they're using the vocabulary word correctly, the frontier is what's beyond what you know. It's the edge of what you know. You're going towards the frontier, which is the edge of known your your known universe or your known world. So, what's beyond the universe? I mean, right? We're we're in the universe. We're in our galaxy. So, what's beyond that? So, it to me. It would get me excited because I want to know what you're going to do. Am I going bizarre world? Am I going anti-universe? Like, what's beyond that? What's beyond everything? Right. You made a game about everything. Right? I'm on a planet. I can do what I want. Travel to other planets. Travel to other solar systems. So what's beyond that? When you say frontier, that means yeah. the, next the next stop. I don't know. You know, I'm I, interested. The, I, I, the definition of it is like what you said, but... I don't know if it means like, because like you said, it's such a vast, like there's a quintillion fucking planets that you can go to. So like if they what's, made what's something beyond that, what's beyond that? It's like, well, I would assume they would still keep doing stuff in their own universe and stuff that's in here already. So when I say frontier, I think it's much more, it's, it's adding on to, it's adding on to what's already there and building to the next frontier, like more co-op stuff. Maybe more missions, more... Maybe they're trying to make it more... Maybe they're converting the game to an open-world co-op game to maybe maybe an MMO-ish type game. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what... what I, I think it means something more than just, here's the universe, and then you're going to go see another universe. Like, because the universe... No one's... We haven't even explored all the planets and stuff that are already in the game. And it's been out for five years. Right, so I don't know. I don't know. I mean, uh, it's 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 one hell of a test game of like what 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 a small team of guys can achieve with the ambitions work. That that's that's what I get from this guy. What a small team of guys can actually accomplish. They wanted to make a game about everything, and they and they actually did a pretty good job after it was said and done. <laughs> they called in Kevin Smith to write it. Yeah, no, he's working on Clerks Three. He's not. He's not working on that. <laughs> And if they, and if he did, he would just subvert our expectations. And uh, it's called the Frontier Masters of the Universe. That's what it would be. 
<laughs> yeah, it'd be Masters of the Universe. Um, let's see what else we got here. We got the uh, No Man's Sky out of the way. We got the Game Pass out of the way. Forza Horizon gameplay footage has arised, right? Now, it's it's always hard when you're looking at this game because the game is 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 gorgeous, okay? It's gorgeous. There's no doubt about it, right? And this game is going to be somewhere along the lines of two or three times bigger, I believe, than the, the last map. So I'll show this on the screen. I mean, it's a car game. I, I do like playing it. I play the uh, Hor uh, Horizon Zero 4, or Forza Horizon, sorry. Forza Horizon 4 with my son, okay, with the Legos, cars, and whatnot. The game looks great, man. It's 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 a fun game. The cars feel powerful. They, they're real nice. You collect them. You, you, you get more cars all the time. It's not like you have to save up a, a, a billion dollars to buy. Like, you can get really cool cars and stuff like that. Um, this is going to be taking place in Mexico. Uh, like I said, the, the gameplay looks good. But it's always hard when you're looking at stuff like this because it almost looks the same, right? Everything that you do in the game right now, you do in this game, the only difference is it's in Mexico instead of Europe, okay, or whatever, wherever they're putting it. And, 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 and speaking of, like, MMOs and RPGs and stuff like that, what is a game like this, Sarge? Do you think that to take it to the next level? Why don't they just make the whole fucking planet and you just drive across the whole thing? So think of, think flight of sim, the, flight, the flight sim, sim but, but with Horizon, right? Forza Horizon. Uh, they're trying to keep they're trying to keep it in the realm of where it's a fun factor if you're a car junkie. Like I was, I was originally a car junkie. Like I played crap out of Gran Turismo. But Gran Turismo was like the original grind because you had to race and race and race in order to save money to get the car that you wanted, right? right. And so this game, just more of a streamlined version of Gran Turismo where you don't have to work as hard. You have access to a lot of the badass cars. They're tricked out. They look amazing. The graphics make these cars look pristine. It's like, it's like, a, car, it's like a car manufacturer's wet dream to have your car like in this game. Yeah. In this in this light to be showed to people because kids growing up see these cars and then as they get older and get jobs they're looking for these cars you know what I mean right so it's like a self promoting game for long term viability right because it's not it's not just about a game about cars it's about marketing to young people about automobiles yeah I it's... mean I, I I've lost the ability to actually sit down and play a driving game anymore. Like it doesn't interest me, but God damn, if I was a kid growing up and this is the, this is the first driving game I this, saw. This is my son's first driving I, game. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I played some shitty driving games over the years. Like the best game I think we had when we were, when we were the youngest was like outrun, you know? Right. Right. Outrun, outrun was like yeah. the pole position outrun. Right. Yeah. Like pole position was crap, but like outrun, yeah, outrun I think it. was like the first first really Had a good hot game. blonde in the car next to you. Right. But this game is incredible. When you when you when you crash in that game, you'd see people fly out of the convertible in, in, in outrun. Yeah. And like I said, I, I'm excited to play it. And and Mo says it does have a campaign as well. And this is on Game Pass, so if you are an Xbox player and you have uh, Ultimate, it's also on PCs you know, for Game Pass. The game is, the, the game I'm playing now, I'm not even playing the newest one, 
right? I'm playing four. It's fun, man. Like, we go back and forth between Legoland, Lego World, whatever it's called, and he's got all these different gun, uh, cars. I say guns. All, the, the one thing I miss about this game, I wish I could get out of the car. I don't know why. I want, like, Grand Theft Auto in, yeah. in this. When I look at it, I'm like, I, man, I just want to get out of the car and walk around because the details of the stuff is really good. Now, this is the same company that's making Fable. Okay. Now we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Um, Playground Games is making Fable. Now, if you look at the graphics they have going on here with this game, obviously this is real realistic, and Fable is not going to be realistic. It's going to be more fantasy based or, or or whatnot. But I'm excited to see what Playground Games can do, especially with the the vastness of what this this map is, right? Because I I just picture I'm like, man, if this map is this big. How big is Fable going to be, right? And I and I my imagination goes running wild with this. We're not going to see that game for a while, but um, hey, Mo, is the are the controls in this game are they more arcadey or simulation? They're they're more simulation. I mean, it, but it is is it is arcadey at times, like when you hit cars and stuff like that, because you don't get massive damage. You do take damage. I, 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 I know they don't want. I yeah. I don't. I know they don't want damage to the cars. I was just curious. Yeah, it's it's arcadey, but it's also sim esque type. Like when you're when you're racing, if you want to race realistically, like not just running into cars to keep on the road. Yeah. You know what I mean? Is it is it is it all street cars or there is there also like no no no? There's everything. There, like there's off road. Yeah, there's off road. Um, there's like prototype cars. Yeah, it's a fun game though. It's a fun game. I've always I've always liked the more realistic games. Like I want I want to see cars get destroyed. To me, I'm I always hate the companies are like I don't want to see my Porsche get wrecked, man. It's a video game. It's a video game. It's not like no one's gonna take your Porsche in real life and wreck it. They would they want to fantasize about going through like doing things in the game and and crashing, being reckless or whatever. I don't know. I just feel like give me a give me a give me a third person. I love I love like see he just got he just got hit from behind and there's no damage. There's no damage from behind. Right. So I don't know. I, I'm excited about this. My son's really excited. He found out about it a couple days ago. He's like, what? There's a new horizon game. He's like, oh my God. And he's just saving up enough now in the game to, to get a Bugatti. And now this game comes out in November. So he's going to have to play again. Just so he can get a Bugatti in this game. <laughs> yeah. See smash. That's how I think I, I'm looking at this car and then like, that see that to me would be like the be the most genius advertisement ever, right? You're watching a, a car game like this, and the guys are talking about it like it's a car game, and then in the middle of it, the car transforms, and now you're a transformer, and it's actually a transformer game, and that's how they sell it. That's how the trailer goes. That would that would that would blow the roof oh, off this, of anybody's house ever. Game? Yeah, yeah, would blow the roof off the house. Oh, now you got me excited. I want to. Okay, I want to raise some money now. Let's make a Transformers game. We'll we'll use the Unreal Engine. We'll uh we'll 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 make it into the Horizon uh, game like this, and then make it transform. It'd be fantastic. Decepticons versus Autobots. Uh, you have two places. It's a fight for Cybertron, right? The story's already written. I don't I don't know, I don't know what they're waiting for. If, if they just spend the time to make a decent game, it, it, and it doesn't even have to be an MMO. It can just be like an action RPG and have sequels. Yeah. Right. Yeah, the the, like the I, lead designer, I even, the leader, the lead game, senior game uh, play designer moved over to Fable from this game. What were we gonna say? 
No, no, I'm just looking at. I mean, listen, it, it, as I said earlier, if I was into driving games, this game be top on the. It looks, it looks amazing. Yeah. Now the question is, is it, is it like that other one? I get, I get this one confused with the other one. What the what, crew? Was it, was it called? Was it called the crew? When everyone's like, there's like a like 50 cars on the screen, and you guys are racing to a specific city. Like, uh, I thought you, you that was that, interesting. You do that I thought that the, was interesting too. You could do that in the crew, uh, crew and crew two. I never played crew two. I never, I never played crew two. Like you, you and your buddies all have their cars, and you're like, you're basically cruising, like in a video game. Yeah, right. we 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 did Cannonball Run in the crew, like way back when. Uh, real quick, uh, Lego Marvel's Superheroes uh, confirmed for Nintendo Switch. That's coming out for Nintendo Switch. The Lego Marvel superhero game coming out for Switch. Um, PlayStation. PlayStation Plus could be getting more expensive version with an extra perk. Okay, because Sony has acquired the anime streaming service Crunchyroll. Uh, for a whopping $1.2 billion with the goal of creating a, a unified anime streaming service, the Sony Crunch, Crunchyroll acquisition is obviously going to be huge for anime watchers, but it also may, uh, al may also have a significant impact on PlayStation Plus subscriptions. According to a new report, it seems though that Sony may soon be offering a more expensive tier of PlayStation Plus that could potentially come with benefits tied to the Crunchyroll acquisition. Now, there's also a report by Eurogamer who claims to have heard that there are plans to potentially offer Crunchyroll as part of the more expensive premium PlayStation Plus offering. As it stands, there is only one tier of PlayStation Plus currently available, which gets subscribers discounts, free games every month, online multiplayer access, and various other perks. It's unclear exactly how much more expensive this version of PlayStation Plus would be uh, or if it would just offer more of subscribers than just Crunchyroll uh, area. So, I didn't even know I didn't even know Crunchyroll was doing that well. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah, to buy it for 1.2 billion. Yeah. Yeah, usually usually a, a purchase price for a company I think is like 5 or 6 years of of actual of earnings potential. That's usually how they look at it. That's the Crunchyroll I don't remember paying attention to Crunchyroll for a while, but apparently they're doing really well. Well, Sony had to buy them because Sony has to make revenue other places because they're not in the streaming service industry. You know what I'm saying? They're not in that in right. that realm. So they had to they had to versify their their account. So there you go. That's uh, for Sony. Um, what else? When did we... they when did when did they purchase it? Uh, last year, late last year, I believe, or was it 2019? When did, when did they buy it? Was I, there I, any was there any restructuring? Did they fire a bunch of people, or they just bought it up? And Crunchyroll's been doing the same thing. Hold on, buy uh, Crunchyroll. Uh, December of 2020, having 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 first been reported in October of 2020, they began to uh, begun in December of 2020. Sony uh, billion dollar purchase of anime streaming Crunchyroll, and now uh, been complete. So there you go. So just last year, last year. It doesn't it doesn't say at least with what I'm reading right here. If they so they, it just went through like seven months ago. I was just curious to see if they were actually just allowing them to do what they were doing before. Or if they're trying to add like their own characters into an animation, right? Like Kratos, or uh, what's her face from uh, Horizon Zero Dawn? Like, are they gonna try to put them like in an animation type situation together for a mini show or a mini series? That would be interesting. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Um, next story I want to do is um, about a Halo. All of a sudden, Duplis wakes up. He 
comes into the chat and starts, he's like, I'm ready to defend it. Whatever you're going to say, 30. Not true. Um, so the next, the next story is a uh, rumor leak that Halo Infinite Battle Royale mode has a big connection to the story campaign. Now, first, now first, there is a rumor that there is a Battle Royale because they found it within the code of the, of the game. Okay? okay. And then on top of that, there's also another rumor that the, um, the cosmetics and stuff that are coming to the game are going to be more like Apex Legends than traditional Halos type stuff. So there might be okay. a snowman running around during like the holiday season and stuff like that, right? That's just all rumored right now. Um, so it's been... Uh, so it says that the um, big connection to the campaign. So right here it says, uh, a small portion of the players got access to the weekend play session going against the bots of various difficulties, such as ODST Halo bots, which uh, impressed players with their human-like behaviors. At the end of the playtest weekend, the game had received a lot of positive uh, momentum. However, along with the positivity has come a rash of new leaks and some substantial than, than others. During the fight, uh, flight test weekend, 343 accidentally included some files, accidentally, included some files contained spoilers related to the Halo Infinite campaign. The studio has quickly removed them. Fans managed to uh, track down even more materials, though data mining, including an audio clip of a longtime announcer, Jeff, uh, saying the, the phrase is Battle Royale. Now, additionally, information regarding the highly rumored mode has appeared online, furthering the speculation amongst fans. Now, the latest Battle Royale details comes to, from Tom Henderson, also talks about the track record of revealing the new information on certain franchises in development, such as Battlefield 2042 and the unannounced Call of Duty Vanguard. Uh, this latest Halo Infinite detail suggests that the Battle Royale mode will be heavily tied to the campaign. Warning, for those who uh, want to avoid the spoilers, I'm going to be saying something. So if you don't want any spoilers about it. Um, so the Battle Royale the theorized the connection would help incentivize players to purchase the full game rather than just play the free-to-play multiplayer. Uh, while there's still a lot of uncertainty regarding the Battle Royale mode, including whether or not, if it's true or not, included the free multiplayer component, Henderson impl implies that the mode has been development for years. Even still, Henderson notes that it's not only entirely sure about the state of the mode, uh, indicating that the possibility that the mode may not make Halo Infinite's release date, or perhaps that it could be potentially scrapped entirely. Uh, it's worthy to note that the Battle Royale-style mode of Halo Infinite hasn't been announced officially, but in fact... 343 Industries has addressed the Battle Royale rumors in the past, denying that such a mode is actually happening. So there you go. So it, it might not even happen, but it was in the files, and they just maybe, just maybe forgot to take it out. But overall, there's a lot of rumors coming out with the game. It, it got pretty good, pretty good reviews and stuff. But what do you think about the campaign? If it is true, if it is true about the free-to-play aspect connecting the campaign, do you think that the reason is because they want you to... To connect, so you because it's free. I mean, and, again, and they want it you to gives purchase you a the good game. Reason, right? Listen, it gives you a good reason. If 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 in order to play the campaign, I have to is is I have to buy the campaign. I have to buy the game to get the campaign, right? That's how it goes. Yeah, unless you have Game Pass. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they're gonna at least do a decent job. I mean, look at all the storylines from the last four or five games. I mean, not counting Guardians, uh, but. I think it's a good play. I mean, you you want to try to get as many people in the pool as possible. Make EP free for anybody who's got Game Pass. That definitely bolsters the number of people that are going to play. And then on top of that, the diehard Halo people are going to buy Halo because that's what they do. They buy Halo. Right. And then it's almost kind of like 
you get to reminisce about being the badass of Halo while you have this entirely new fresh crop of people who are going to be playing PvP for free who you can stomp on. It's it's a win-win for both for for both parties. Right. Well, here's another story about Halo, right? So Halo Infinite reportedly is struggling on the old gen, right? Xbox One. Of course it is. is it's struggling. Okay, so my question to you, Sarge, do you when, think... When do we stop? When do we stop well, this? Bill Spencer said, we don't want you to buy a new system. You can play on any system that you want, okay? Until sure. you can't. Until, I, until you can't. Sure. Right. Sure. I can play it on the new system, but it runs like dog shit. I yeah. can play it on the new system. Thanks. What what game were you playing that was terrible on the Xbox One? Was it was it Outriders? It was very choppy. Is that what it was? Was it Outriders? Oh yeah, Outriders what, was choppy. What, what was the other game that you played that was very choppy on the old system? There's 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 a bunch of them that I played that they said they were supposed to run on the old system and it didn't. Oh, uh, right, Jason. Right, like we the dinosaur one. Were, that we, were we all were we all bored born yesterday? Like, do we not understand that once the system moves on, the games they're making for it, or they have been making for it for the last three to five years, are going to be for the new system? So what the fuck is the point of standing on a pedestal, put a microphone in your hand, and screaming out to everybody, you can play it on whatever system you want, don't worry about it. Like, that actually matters. We know it can go on the other system. It doesn't work right. It does. It's not optimized. Your, your developers then go, hey... Hey, let's make us make this for the old system. No, no, no. Just keep making it the way we're making it. Don't worry about it. We'll worry about it later. And then like someone does, someone puts it in the BIOS for the old system that like someone does a patch at night before they release the game. Like, okay, tone everything down as best as right. we can. So when they load the game, it doesn't melt the fucking card. Like we know what it does. That, we know this. That, that's, that's the problem though, right? Krebsy's right. You got to put the, you got to put the game where the, where the fans are, but at the same time, if it doesn't run on the goddamn game, then run. Then that you're, you're bought, you're, you're, you're selling an inferior product to them, but telling them it's going to work. Right. And that's that's what I'm saying. Is, is this a snake oil salesman type of thing? Like, we're not forcing you. You could buy the game and play it anywhere you want because we're being very friendly. But at the same time, the game is it crashes all the time. My son was so happy when I gave him the S because he's like, oh, my God, the game is loads so much faster and they don't crash. Right. Because he was he was playing like No Man's Sky and it, it would struggle. It would take a literally like five to six minutes to load the game on the Xbox one with all the updates and stuff that it had, right? So, I don't know. It's People should know it's, it was pretty clear advertised that the game was made for the for the new generation. No, Wolverine, but it's not It's not like that because Phil Spencer stood on stage and said, all the games will work on day one across all our systems, no matter where you want to play, Xbox is there for you, right? Like, he, he said that multiple years. We said, we said... There's no way that's game that's gonna run on the system, right? But th that's what they say. They say, oh, it'll, it'll, it, you could play any game you want on Game Pass on any system that you want. It's, it's gonna be very, very shock to a lot of people. Come on, people didn't even know they were buying the it's, wrong Xbox when they, when they were buying almost, the Xbox X. It, it's almost, sound, it's almost sounds like it's something really stupid, right? Like remember back in the day when like you try to run a game and you had like Direct, Direct X Six. And if you didn't have DirectX 7, like the game would just take a shit. It would just dump, right? right? Like, I think that's where we are with the console system. They're like, why Xbox Series X crash all the time? 
Did Steve forget to put in uh, the, the, the new update <laughs> right. for the drivers? Like that's what it seems dark like it is. Dark. It's like they, right. the the game is the game is meant for the system. Meanwhile, I'm fired into the game and my hard drive is taking a dump. Like the, the system just turned off. Like Brandon said it. Like Brandon said the Call of Duty just turned off. Turned off as Xbox. Not not crash. It just said nope. We got to turn off the system. Like yeah. come on, man. Come on. That's gotta be. That's gotta be something in the BIOS. It's gotta be some driver somewhere that was not updated for the for the current system. That's what it's gotta be. Yeah. Otherwise, you can't tell me you just released this. You just released this hardware. I don't know if it's gonna work. The game's made for last gen systems. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know if it's gonna work. I uh, I, I crash on we, all, we, all we, games. We did a lot of we did a lot of tweaking in in the in the in the BIOS, and we don't know if it's gonna work. So I wouldn't go ahead and tell people that. I have a question, uh, Reese and Wolverine. Are, do you guys have it sideways or standing up? That's a good question. That matters. Hey, did you blow on it? Up. Watch, Reese. Reese, you got yours up? Is yours Reese, up, Reese? Reese is going to say sideways. Brandon says sideways. Yep. Brandon says sideways. Sad. Okay. Because I have mine sideways, and mine crashes all the time. Doesn't matter what game I play, all the time stands up and crashes yeah so i think it's just a, the the luck of the draw if you had a, if you get a lemon or not yeah what do you have sarge is it up or sideways what is it well if i'm not playing any dvds it's up but if i play any kind of <laughs> oh, dvds or blu-rays it it's down. on its side i see yeah you want to know why does anyone ever does anyone know why sarge does that right i'll tell you why because on the Xbox One, it would scratch the disc, <laughs> right? If you had it in the up position, for some reason, the laser, the the actual head of the laser would gouge your discs. Yeah, it's true. If it was if it was it's upright, true. if it was sitting flat, it wouldn't do it. But if it was standing up, it would actually physically gouge your yeah. CD. Yeah. Fucking yeah. Wolverine, crap. I have I have I have both. I have an S and an X. I have the X, and my son has the S. All right, so that's that. Okay, here's the last story. Last story. Marvel XCOM might be coming out, okay? And what the rumors are talking about, Marvel XCOM game most likely is coming out, and it's not the game that you think it's going to be. You're, you're not going to be controlling. There's rumors out there that say it's, it's an unannounced strategy game that will not include existing Marvel characters. It, it's claimed, okay? So... What, why make, why make a Marvel game, Sarge, if you're not going to be, if you're not going to be making Marvel characters in the Marvel game? You're, you're giving me a tumor. Say that again. Okay, so there's a rumor that the Marvel yeah. XCOM game that's going to be announced, okay? Another one, a new one. A new, a new Marvel game. Okay. As XCOM. You, you, you liked XCOM. The yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. XCOM, the strategy. XCOM type game yeah. with Marvel characters. With Marvel characters, but there's not going to be Marvel characters in it. You're going to be making your own characters in it. So it's like Freedom Force, but with XCOM. Sure. I, I would say more like City of Heroes customization or DC Universe Online. No, but no, with no. XCOM. You said make up your own. You, you remember Freedom Force? Freedom Force is you picked your own superheroes, you made your own powers. Well, so was City of Heroes. 
That was yeah. the yeah. MMO, though. Yeah. Oh, well, you're breaking up there, but yeah. Yeah, so... So DC Universe Online, but Marvel. I mean, if you play... If I play, if I play an Iron... Right, if I play on Iron Man, I can still kill my guy permanently, so how, how much of a superhero can he be? Well, right, well, this is the thing. I said, when they first announced it a couple of weeks ago, I was like, I was like, would they... Would they, best Wolverine. Would, would they allow you to kill Hulk or kill Wolverine or kill Iron Man? And I don't know if they would. And now if you make your own characters, it's like, well, are you fighting against at least the Marvel supervillains? Do you know what I mean? Like you're going against AIM and then you have to fight MODOK or you're fighting Doom guys and you fight Doom. Or are you literally fighting nobody? It's just the Marvel IP. It's like, okay, Marvel, uh, the, the heroes need your help and you need to save them and you need to, and you're, and you're like, I don't know, turnbuckle guy. I, I think that the quintessential next level of a Marvel game is a game where it plays the combat like Batman... Arkham Asylum or Dark Souls and you're fighting villains with bosses that are really difficult that can kill you. I think that would be the way to go where your hero, right? They, they give you like three or four heroes to start and then you'd have to buy DLCs to get the other heroes, but they each have their own move sets and you have to learn them and the game is actually difficult where you have to learn how to fight and defend like the Batman Arkham Asylum. Like oh, that, I thought that was the best combat system. Oh, yeah. I thought, Let's like Spider-Man. I thought that Spider-Man was, that, and, yeah, yeah, right. Same thing, like, like, it's a, like it's a visceral, real type of fight, right? Like, you got to block, you got to yeah, throw a guy. You gotta, but that's what I'm saying. Like, that to me is what you, that's where Marvel needs to go. A combination of Dark Souls... And the Batman Arkham Asylum combat system with Marvel characters. I, 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 I agree with Wolverine on this one. Like, if this is a Marvel XCOM game, boring. It's just XCOM. That's right. If you if you take the Marvel characters out, it's just XCOM. It doesn't matter that's if correct. it's that's correct. You know what I mean? Hell, even even Nintendo made an XCOM game with Mario and the Rabbits. You know what I mean? Like that's an XCOM type game, a strategy game. Dark Crystal made one for God's sakes, but yet Marvel's like, yeah, we're gonna make it, but you can't be any Marvel characters. If They're that's true. If that's just true, try to slap Marvel IP on any game and try to seriously, sell. right? It's like on the lunchbox, it's on the, it's on your sandwich, it's on. Yep. They, they don't, they don't care. It's, it's very, it's very sad that they can take this IP and just think they can just do, like whatever with it. Um, there's actually one more story I want to show. I want to show you this game, Sarge. I want you to tell me what what, what does this game remind you of? Okay, what does this game remind you of? Oh, hold on, it's gonna be, yeah, it's gonna be a. A commercial real fast. Give me one second. All right. What does this what does this game remind you of? He's a little bit behind chat, so when he watches it. I know it's completely quiet here for a second because there's no sound. But anyway, um, this game reminds me. Uh, you can finish my sentence. What, what does it look like to you? Well, the, the, mechs, the mechs make me think of like, like Warhammer stuff, but it looks like the... 
No Man's Sky world. Yeah, it's like No Man's Sky. So this is a this is a farming game. Okay, it's a co-op I'm farming. Sorry. I'm sorry. Did you say it was a farming game? Yeah, it's a farming game. All right, it's a it's a farming game. It's it's called Lightyear Frontier. Um, it's it's gonna be on Xbox, so I believe it's gonna be coming out on Game Pass. It seems interesting, but it seems very like boring because it does seem like no man it, it seems like what no man's sky was when it first came out it's like they saw this and were like oh man that's cool you know what i would like if we if there was more farming inside of the game you know what though I, i'm okay with i'm okay with like these third-party developers making games based off life jobs i think it's important for kids to play a video game that relates to something that actually exists in the real world as a job like a farmer or a policeman or, or whatever, like a game based on that to show what it is, to see if they're so interested they can, in it. So they can I, understand right, it I, and whatnot. Right. I think that's, that's the positive. The negative for me though, is it's not, it's not for our bracket. And, yeah. I, and I say, I'll, I'll say my bracket. It's not for my bracket. It's more for, more for, for the younger, younger kids to play. Yeah. I, I, that's like a day, one day game. You play for like two hours and you're like, yeah, it's good. I don't know. I, I saw I mean, it and I was the, like, it looks isn't nice. There, isn't there a lawnmower simulator? I thought the lawnmower yes. simulator game just yes. came out. Yeah, there's a there's a, there's a lawnmower simulator that just came out. Yeah. And I it now, was is funny. It, is it lawnmower simulator or is it like I'm running my own lawn maintenance? You're you're running your own maintenance company. You start off with okay. nothing. You you rent you rent your first lawnmower. Right. And then you start I'm getting, I'm getting paid. I'm getting paid six dollars an hour. Right. right? And, okay. and then you're starting your own lawn service. You take you take yes, that's exactly what it is. I actually submitted to get a code for the game to play it, okay, and they denied me because apparently I they, they've watched you. They they they're like, no, we don't want to watch. Like it's right up my alley. I play flight sim and and, and trucker simulator. I was like, I'll try it. Nope, they didn't. They didn't. They didn't want to do it. You weren't redneck enough, bro. I guess not. You didn't, you didn't take not. a screenshot of yourself wearing the John Deere hat. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I like the farm sim games. Me and my son used to play them. He would drive around, and I would actually work in the game. Like, he's like, Dad, come follow me. I'm like, we have to harvest. Otherwise, we don't get money. He's just buying tractors left and right at the store. I'm like, you can't, we can't afford anything else. He's like, yeah, no problem. <laughs> I'm trying to harvest the, harvest the grains, and he's, he's just spending 10 times what we actually had. Yeah, we can squeeze in the. There is Doctor Doctor Disrespect having his own. Um, I can I can get this one. I said last story, that's but it's gonna be priceless. Please tell me that's real. Please yeah. tell me you're not trolling me. Yeah, no, Doctor Disrespect. Yeah, so Doctor Disrespect is starting his own game development studio now. Guy Beam, he used to be a Call of Duty uh, map designer for for Call of Duty. So, uh, so Guy Dis uh, Guy Disrespect uh, Beam is looking to launch his own game development studio, according to a job posting listed on his Champions Club website. It's a major, it's a major, but in some ways unsurprising move for the streamer, considering he used to work for Call of Duty developer Activision as a level designer before deciding to spend his life wearing a wig and sunglasses. Uh, his unnamed studio, however, does have one surprising thing about it. It makes games by collaborating with different mega influencers. Right now, the only studio head position is listed, presumably as the first step forward outlining the project, but the job description does give some insights into how the studio will supposedly function. The studio plans to forge a partnership with select list of mega influencers 
and then work closely with them to launch their dream game title and ad re uh, the ad reads. Those gaming titles will either incubate and develop or partner with a co-developer with existing indie game developers and launch as a mega titles. Uh, a lot of the games already make influencers a major part of the gaming market strategy. So joining forces with influencers to design and promote games from pre-alpha to launch is perhaps the natural next step for business and arrangements. The application also mentions esports and monetization, which gives some major clues as to what type of game Beam wants to hoping to create and free to play competitive shooters. Uh, anyone? So look, um, he says, can't help but be skeptical, but the potentially a big gulf between a dream game uh, and a popular Twitch streamer and something that is actually playable, fun, and commercially viable. Many of the first-person shooter influencers allow our. our our follow are very local, uh, vocal about the super fine technical shortcomings of games like Apex Legends and PUBG, which could lead to such projects overemphasizing these aspects. This will be interesting to see how such projects, uh, you know, come up, come about. I think this is actually a smart, really, a really good idea if he works like this, because that's how Apex Legends got started. They brought in a whole bunch of influencers, made the game around them for their notes, and then launched it, and it, it, it it's a hit, right? So if he does this. If anyone could do it, I, I believe he could do it. I believe that, um, I, I I think the way he wants to go about it in the in the business plan that it says, going with influencers, I think uh, he can make. Now, wh what's the best way? Going to the people that want to play your game and then getting major influencers to promote that game for you because they have investments in it, right? You know, I don't see why that would be a natural progression for. Let's see if he can do it. You know, he wants to try something new. I say go for it. Yeah, Let, I, let's see if he's got, let's see if he's got the chops. You know, it's one thing to design levels; it's another thing to, to run a studio. You know, so I, I wish him well. We need more independent people like him who've got the money and clout to actually do something. Where you have some clout in the in you know internet world. Well, I, I well I, I think go for it. I think that he would make a game that that people would play, and then obviously he's one of the biggest people that stream. Okay, so promoting his own game and getting other influence. I don't know. I would like to see what he does. Put his money where his mouth is, right? Because he's, he's, always, he's always mad about these other games that he, he's like, this is a shit game. I don't want to play this game. This is, this is bad about this game. And we always talk, at least I always talk about this. I always say, look, if you're going to make a game and you've played all these other type of games before this, if you make there's a game a company, right, there's a baseline and make sure you hit that baseline and then improve on it make a better evolve the game that you're that you want to make so if i'm going to make a first person shooter game look at all the first person shooters and then don't make the exact same fucking mistakes as every single one does every single time they make a first person shooter game right so well good luck to him i hope uh i hope it makes it and that he finds absolutely yeah absolutely i we need more people like him Right, Brandon. Wouldn't that be great? He says it's a shit game, and then he makes a shit game. That'd be awesome. Yeah. I mean, that, that's that's how it works, man. Right. That's how it works. Oh, of uh, course, listen. of course, Dmac. That's that. This is the biggest thing, right? When we're when we're kids, everyone tells you you have to you have to stay in school so you can go to college and to get a good job. And I went to school. I went to community college. I went to tech college, and I can tell you that. Everything I did for my profession, I did not have to go to college for. I could have went and literally worked on a movie set, okay, 
and got all the experience working hands-on doing it and be a better filmmaker than going to school and someone telling me how to be a filmmaker, right? There's nothing better than actually doing the actual job, okay? Nothing better. Like, you know what, you know what you're doing based on because you're doing it. You're like, this is not going to work, right? Not going to work. I got my good enough degree and build trailers for $30 an hour. Yep. Whatever, 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 whatever works. Right. I, I have two degrees. I have a, ba I, I have a, a bachelor's degree in uh, uh, business hotel management. And then I have a degree in filmmaking. You don't even need a film in fucking filmmaking, but I have one. <laughs> right. So that's it. That's the episode 275 is in the can. I do appreciate everyone coming out hanging out and watching with us. We're here every single Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Make sure you watch Sarge uh, McCluskey uh, or follow him on Twitter. Make sure you follow me over on Twitter at 30 and Still Gaming. Uh, we'll be back live on Monday morning, 8 a.m. is our new schedule, 8 a.m., between 8 and 8.30. Um, but uh, the stream will go live around 8 o'clock, and then I'll, I'll go live shortly after that. I do appreciate everyone coming out. If you'd like to follow uh, our YouTube channel, we do uh, lots of different shows, lots of different breakouts of the shows. We do uh, movie reviews or gameplay on Mondays. We do uh, the end game podcast on Tuesdays. We do the what if show on Wednesday nights and we do the Generation X gaming show right here. All those start at 8 p.m. Eastern. If you want to watch gameplay and also other talk that I do, I do the daily grind over on twitch.tv slash 30 and still gaming. Monday through Thursday from 8 o'clock in the morning. Uh, it starts then. So lots of different topics, lots of different stories, lots of different content. If you if you like these things, please hit that like button. Leave a comment down below. If you'd like to support us in any way, shape, or form, hit that subscribe button uh, either here or Twitch. And if you'd like to do that, you can also go above and beyond that by uh, using your you know actual $4.99 uh, to be a member here or $4.99 over on Twitch. Or you can use your Twitch Prime over there as well. Again, I appreciate it very much. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you guys on the next one. Take care. Take care, guys. They're two brothers and gamers that have been playing games since the early 1980s. Combined, they have over 65 years' experience. Join them each week as they discuss and rant about gaming and entertainment news. This is Generation X Gaming.